I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Stream across the border. Over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. Our border policy is a joke. $400 million just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, you're hungry, you're poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it. And it fucking pisses me off. This isn't our fucking neighborhood, it's a battlefield.
Welcome to the Eagle's Nest with your host, John Fashcroft. What's up, fam? Ah, son of a bitch. Hold on just a second, guys. Uh, my lights aren't on. My lights aren't on. And why am I hearing myself? Uh, new, new computer woes. Hold on, guys. I am hearing myself. Give me just a second, gentlemen. Uh, boom. No, it isn't there. Where the fuck am I hearing myself at? Hell of an intro, yeah. Hey, welcome to it. I can't, I can't do this though. Hey, Tuber, you know what I'm talking about? When you can hear yourself, and it, it's just, you, you, I can't do it. Uh, but I've got, uh, I've got something going on here. White power, yeah. The white power tower is talking to me. Uh, fuck. Well, here, let me unmute you guys. Here, here. Uh, guys. Uh, Akila, Akila white tuber. What's, What's up? up? What's up, man? What's up, chat? What's up, everybody? Rachel, greetings. I'm talking to myself somewhere. How the fuck is this happening? We're gonna sort out our technical issues, everybody. Yeah, live on the air. Welcome to it. Yeah, that's all right. It's live. That's how it goes sometimes, man. You just gotta do it. What's up, Chad? I hope everybody's good this evening on Odyssey. Odyssey chat's always flying. I never see it. I saw it one time when uh, you did, uh, I forget where I was, Raise but man, your it was contrast it was great. And lower your white, your white thing on the bottom there, unclick it, and then lower that to the left and put contrast <laughs> to the right. I figured oh, it out, bro. No, no my, my, the, reason the reason you can, can see, see my background, background I just gotta, gotta turn, turn my light, light on. on. I don't I have, have my lights, lights on. on. But, but if you uh, raise contrast, they erase it. Well, well I don't, but I have lighting for that. Hold on a second. I'm worried, I'm worried about my ass. What's, what's up, Shane? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep. Shing? I'm gonna keep talking in the chat. What's up, Shane? Chat. <laughs> Fuck cozy TV. Fuck comfy. Up with Shane. You Pimps know? up, hose down. Yeah. Fuck uh, big papa fascist. Fuck that guy. Did you guys hear Martinez uh, and Vosh the other day? That was fucking something else. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did they say? What? Oh, they went on about demographic uh, replacement, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Vosh is a faggot, and uh, Martinez did okay, you know? Uh, he, yeah, he missed. I'm always, like, very critical of people who do debates. I can't wait till I get my first debate and everybody can shit on me for losing. I won't lose, I promise, Chad. You right. fucking destroyed Big Pop and Fascist, though, bro. That was cool. Yeah, a lot, most of those guys are just idiots, and they're not worth your time. You know, like, it's just, like, they're just idiots, and they're not worth time, you know? Fucking Kino, guy. Yeah, it's fun yeah. to dunk on them. That's the thing. It's like, it's fun to dunk yeah. on them, but it's just, like, it just, they just, they irritate you, you know? Yeah, but they, they, these, these fags, man, they, they, they duck us, man. They, they don't want anything to do with us guys, man. Hey, I, I heard fucking Big Tech, that fag, he used to be a propertarian. I gotta figure out which propertarian he was, cause he wasn't using big tech back then. Cause I would have known Bro. everybody up on on that stage beside Kurt Dula was somebody I knew. So big tech like has this guy who's like a total faggot. Who yeah. yeah. is big, big tech? tech. First, First of all, you can we start there. Ralph's, yeah, okay. Ralph's co-host. He's just a fag. I don't know. So like big tech, like he came out of left field one day in Night Nation's chat, like talking shit. Like no, he, I came on Night Nation's show, and he attacked Night Nation because of it. And then the next thing you know, he's like arguing in RPGs chat. And then the next thing you know, he's Ralph's co-host. 
And the next thing you know, he's like America First guy, and he's like, and he's what? like, he's like, yeah, he's like this America First guy now, and he's he's like, oh, yeah. front and center, it's so yeah. funny, dude. Yeah, and check this. Before that, he was fucking down with Jesse Lee Peterson. He even went to the house and the church. He's probably for sure a fag, bro. Well, well, yeah. Oh, he the, went to the rape. He went yeah, to the yeah. rape room. Yeah, he went to What's the rape room. He, the went, he got down with he Jesse. He went to the bondage yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, he went to the bond, got down with Jesse, got his ass tied up, got whipped up, whatever it is, those fucking faggots do. Yeah, that's Yo, big tech for you, and bro. And then some guy he used to hang out with, he used to hang out with, ready for this, made a two-hour documentary about him. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of queers. Big tech or Jesse Lee? Yeah. About big tech, bro. And so, like, it's, but, it's, it's like, so this guy, was, this guy, I had never heard of this guy before, ever. I've never heard of this he guy in my life. Their... And the next thing I know, he's like everywhere. So, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing posts about him. He's on, and I'm like, who the fuck is this faggot, man? But yeah, but real he's quick, just a faggot. He runs his mouth. That's why he gets airtime. Air even changed their position. Like, what? But you said he's an old Kurt Doolittle guy, right? Which yeah, means he's I just, I was, super yeah, I was right listening here. to RPG earlier. So he's bounced around, apparently, like, done, like, all kinds of different, like, he did, uh, he did Propertarians, and he did fucking Jesse Lee Peterson. Then he did uh, some other weird shit, Urantia or something like that. Some kind of weird, I don't know, religious shit. Do you want to know what I think it is with that guy? Fucking you know what I think it is? I think he couldn't handle his wife leaving him. You know, some what? guys, that they snap after guys, that. Man. Right, yeah, no, for real. It broke him, and he's been looking, and like he's searching. Hey, I'll tell you what, hole. Jews better fucking pray to God. My fucking wife again, don't leave me. That's the, only, <laughs> that's the only thing keeping my ass on the chain you know right saying? now, bro, Right. <laughs> hey, well, listen, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking divorced, so I gotta like, I gotta swallow my power levels every fucking day. Trust. Nah, but that shit like fucks up everybody, bro. Yeah, Even the guys good. who are good, it hurts, and like it yeah. drives guys. Like you can tell, he just he just landed awfully. Some guys are able to land and, and then carry on, but he just couldn't carry on. No, I that's think, an astute you know? observation. That's a benevolent observation of YouTubers. A little bit of grace towards a faggot like uh, Big Tech. So, so that's nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, people, I, well, people I, are human beings, you know. So. Well, did you hear what happened to him? He got into a fight with his wife, and like the kid was there. And since right. the kid's there, like it's called child abuse and shit. So he got like he got like supervised visitation and just ran through the fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That yeah. broke like, him. Yeah. This is bad. I mean, this is bad. I don't know. I have, I've, you know, if 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 you, if you give the benefit of the doubt to any male in that situation, because um, you'd want to, right? You don't want to assume people are monsters, right? So if you give the benefit of the doubt to any dude in that situation, the system is very fucking harsh, man. So, you know, whatever about that, but Big Tech's still a fag. Oh, yeah, he's a fag. <laughs> yeah, he's a hater, too, bro. He yeah, that's what I mean. Just, yeah, he's a fucking dumb. All right, we got the audio all squared away. But real quick, man, now that we got everything all squared away, man, I want to say what's up to everybody, man. I didn't get to say what's up to the chat. Uh, Shing, I cannot say what's up to you guys on Shing. I'm going to have to get with Rob. Uh, I don't remember what uh, shit I used. I can't I can't sign into Shing. It won't let me. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll have to get my Shing shit figured out. <coughs> uh, Can you stream there, though? Uh, yeah, I'm stream. I'm streaming there. Uh, oh no, 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 that's not. What Even I want. changed Stop. their positions and came ah, over to. Stop. Hold on, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, I can stream there. I just. Uh, I can't like chat and see. You know what I mean? Shit like that. So. Well, I know Andale's over there. So what's up, Andale? Yeah, what's, what's up, up Andale? Uh, what's up, Jew Namus? I know you're over there. Yeah. In both chats, fuck and dual so citizens. You got Ozzy in the chat, bro. Ozzy, 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 what's up, brother? Yeah, there we go. I'm still getting shit worked out here, guys. New system, new uh, Ozzy, bro. Uh, 
We've got the white power tower in full effect. I built my own computer with... Hold on. Let me stop acting like I did this all myself. Big shout out to Brother Gaines for all of his help. He came over, hung out with me, helped me put it all together, helped me with the, the, the updates and windows and all that shit, man. So huge shout out to Brother Gaines for all of his help. Uh, but yeah, Ozzy, we got a new, we got a new system up. And, and right Ozzy, now. you got to fight Tipsy. Oh yeah, they're gonna box. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Can we, we have, nah, can we we have Tipsy? No, nah, we don't want Ozzy and Tipsy to fight. We want Ozzy and Tipsy to duel, like fight, uh, like tag a, a, team. Yeah, against some like Proud Boys or some fags like that, right? We need Ozzy and Tipsy yeah. fucking uh, training go together. Blair, Rambot, Ozzy, and fucking Tipsy in a in a battle royal. That'd be fun. Yeah, to see who the king of Australia Australian is. Australian battle royal, but. We'll put like a ladder match in the middle. Whoever like yeah. climbs the ladder gets like the boomerang. Yeah, and then NSN can have theirs, and then you will, the champion will, will do. That'll one, be the leader of Australia. Side. Yeah, you know, won't be any arguments. I climb the ladder. I no, guess, that's how it uh, works, bro. I guess Odyssey's <laughs> acting up, guys. I'll tell you right now, if there's something wrong with the stream, it is 100 percent on the end of fucking Odyssey or whatever, because this fucking machine right now is is rocking and rolling. So. If Odyssey's giving you shit, go over to Shing. I can watch the chat. I just can't really. I think I can watch the chat over there. Uh, let's see what's going on over there at Shing. I think you got stake points. Yeah, like I, I took some points away and it started not working. I thought I did have point stake. points. Points. Yeah, yeah, like I, I took some points away. All right, there we go. Now we're up and running. Uh, Andale Shanter, what's up, brother? CC Francis, Goy Scout, Danish Warrior. Tipsy's over there. What's up, family? What's up, She? What's up, Tips? Uh, Painter, Noel Gold, uh, Papa Smurf. What's up, family? Uh, is the volume still low, Papa Smurf? Let me let me t- tell me how it sounds over there. Everybody said it sounded good in uh, in Odyssey. Uh, Legion Rising. What's up, buddy? All right, let's go back over here to Eagles Nest. Thug of the Goat. Thank you very much, brother. How you doing, man? Thank you for being here. Falcon. Thank you very much, brother. He says good evening, gentlemen. Spite. Says audio sounds good now. Thank you very much, guys. Run a mucker, Talmudic scholar, make them say oy vey. Gaines, what's up, brother? How are y'all doing, family? Pagan Bear, what's up, Bubba? A channel man, what's up, bro? Goy Toy, what's up, family? Bigot Smalls, what's up, brother? Carbon Fiber, what's up, bub? Uh, Nazarite, seventeen seventy six, what's up, family? How are you doing? Spite, Lady Mjolnir, what's up, family? How are y'all? <coughs> Rock against communism, man. Every time I see that name. It makes me think of my boy Never Surrender. You guys remember Never Surrender? Yeah, man, you did a great channel. I miss him so much, man. Uh, he and I did a great show on Rock Against Communism, and then I had him on again with uh, Jason Augustus from 14 Sacred Words, and we did another one about music. Great conversations, man, and just a solid-ass dude. I hope everything's all right with that guy. I miss him. Uh, Crow Kraut, what's up, brother? Mackerel, what's up, bub? Uh, DeWitt, what's up, brother? Rock, what's up, bubba? Lex, what's up? Uh, who else we got? Crow Crow, what's up, Bob? Ozzy, what's up, bro? We've been talking to Ozzy, but anyways, what's up to you again, brother? Gibbs, Bananas, and Smitty, that gets us to the top. What's up, family? How are y'all doing? Thank you all for being here. All right. Golly, man. I can't hardly sit still with these motherfucking, this shit we got going on here. Uh, maybe a little bump in the volume. All right, I can do that. Let me make sure. Let me see what we got going here. Boom. Boom. Am I too loud? No, 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 no. You're perfect, brother. I'm too quiet. And I can fix that by doing this right here. Check, 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 check. Actually, pull that back. And we'll pull this up. 
and go here, here, get on there. The mask is a trip for some reason tonight, man. It's looking way more realistic. I was like, fuck, is well, that a mask? that's because, um, because all my shit's fucked up. If you guys didn't notice, I meant to say this. I know Tipsy noticed because he'd mentioned it in the, uh, during the intro, I had the old version of my intro playing. Uh, I could not find uh, the actual skull mask with the shades that I used to. So everything's new, right? I had to re-download everything and all that shit onto this new system. So this is a different one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like it a little bit better, though, because I, like, uh, I like people being able to see my eyes. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm weird about the eyes. You know what I mean? I think when people, like, wear shades and shit, uh, like, indoors and, like, all the time and shit, they're... Uh, Shady, right? I don't know. I like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like looking people speaking in the of eyes, throwing you know I mean? shade. They're on drugs. <laughs> what do you mean speaking of throwing shade? No, I, I kind of wear the shades, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> on screen, though, bro. But like, no, I'm talking about no, like in person. You. you know what I mean? Like when you meet a motherfucker, they're always wearing sunglasses, and you can't no, ever you, look them in the eye. Usually, oh. that means they're on drugs, right? Yeah, for sure, right, they're on yeah. drugs. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're trying to hide like their eyes and shit. Ayo, return to chimp. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you for being here, and thank you very much for that that donation there, brother. Uh, Turn to chip. Yeah. So does the stream look a little clearer, guys, or am I just? Is this just like a, you know? Uh, nobody thinks their baby's ugly, right? I've done it, a new it, thing. Bro, so it looks every, like a graphics so, upgrade. Yeah, now everything looks better, right? Is it just me, right? <laughs> I just see your mask in the green screen, but the mask looks cool. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's get on into it. Uh, so um, before we get into it tonight, we are going to talk uh, about the zebra killers uh we're gonna talk a little bit about them but before we get into it have you guys been keeping up with the daryl brooks uh trial yeah. yeah a little bit man through mike's channel and through the agency channel. but have yeah. you been watching the actual videos do you know like what this nigger's doing i know he's I'm acting not. up taking his shirt off and yes shit. He, bro not only did he take his shirt off but this nigger has interrupted the court so much they had to put him in a courtroom next to the courtroom they're actually doing it in and have him video remote into the courtroom next door, right? Where they're actually doing the court, the, the court hearing. And they had to mute his microphone on the remote uh, video because he could, wouldn't shut the fuck up. And they gave him a fucking sign that says objection, right? For him to hold <laughs> the sign up when he wants to object. Uh, the, wow, the, the, judge, the judge asked him to please put on a fucking suit. And he objected and said it was his right to wear the prison uniform. So he's going to wear the prison uniform. <laughs> what a fuck it is, man. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I, made, I was talking to Gaines uh, earlier today, and I was like, you know, watching this nigger dance around in that fucking courtroom is simultaneously the funniest and most rage-inducing thing I've seen in a long time. Right? Because you watch <coughs> this goofy nigger, and he's obviously just like being a, a DN, a dumb nigger in court. And you start laughing, but then you got to catch yourself and realize, like, no. This nigger murdered our children, right? Like, he is a fucking monster. He's not nothing. He's not something to be laughed at, right? And it, got, it has to make you think that that's the reason they're allowing this fucking circus to right. go on, right? To make him look like a buffoon, not a dangerous fucking animal, right? Uh, let's check out some of these things here. I haven't watched this particular video. Uh... Let's watch this. Ah, watch this. I can show you how to get the biggest discounts online when you shop at major retailers like um, Boom. All right. I'm about to share it for you. I just want to get all that shit out of the way. Uh, and we should not have the echo on the share here. So let's see. Let's see if it all. Let's see how it goes here. 
All right, here we go. Mr. Brooks, you just interrupted me within a minute of us starting this case oh. here. Uh, he interrupted within one minute. Within one fucking minute. Uh, there it is. Total mockery, man. Yeah, just a total fuck, yeah. And, like, you know, dude, I was sitting there and I was fucking thinking, I was talking to my wife. I was thinking on my own, but when my wife got home from work today, uh, her and I were talking. And I was like, you know, it's a goddamn shame that that bailiff can't just walk up behind him and blow his fucking brains all over that fucking desk. You know, that's a goddamn shame that that's not allowed by the law. I'm not talking about anything criminal or anything extreme. I'm just saying it's a goddamn shame that that's not allowed by law for that bailiff to walk up and just blow his fucking brains all over that stenographer. I mean, seriously, man, with him just this, this, this dumb nigger was objecting to the, like, to her reading off his rights, or, I mean, his charges. She was literally just reading off what he had been charged with, and he's, like, objecting. And, like, she's like, dude, you can't object to that. This isn't an objectable thing, right? You stupid fucking nigger. Uh, and he just carries on and carries on. But well, that's how anti-white he is. You know, the system. He hates whites so much. He says the white system, the evil white system. Bro, that's, me. that's literally what he's saying. He's like, I object to everything. I object to the <laughs> court. I object to my... He, he objected to his name. He's like, I object to this court. I object to this name. I object, I object to being here. I object. He's just a fucking stupid nigger. And what he's doing is, is he's trying to throw enough wrenches out there. He's trying to throw enough fucking, you know, uh, shit in the fan blades that right. at some point in time, he can get a, a, an appeal, right? He's trying to gum up the gears so he can get an appeal down the road. That's the most logical thing because he's not crazy. This nigger's not crazy, right? He's putting on a show, right? He thinks he's, he's not, like, criminally insane. It, it, well, any more than any other Negro, right? He is no more criminally insane than any other black African Negro in the United States of America. Today. Like, definitely I'm a big retard. You to yeah, retarded, yes, but not insane. Respectfully yeah. not interrupt me. That's the second time. So I can go through the list of things that I need to get through this morning. The trial for Daryl Brooks, the man accused of driving through the Waukesha Christmas Parade last year, killing six people, begins. And Brooks is representing himself as a sovereign citizen. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome right, to Law bitch, and Crime Sidebar with Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Doro asking Brooks to go. Are you willing to go back to your cell? So, <coughs> in the event that she is not Jewish, would you fuck? <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the event yeah, that she is not about, Jewish. I was about to say it. I was yeah. hoping you were going there. Yeah, yeah. For, for a little, I'm a little cooler moment here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got, I and everybody's sure. saying they wouldn't is lying. You meet that Woods. bitch in the bar and she's all done up. And she, you'll, you'll take her home straight. Yeah, woods mass content. Also, like, like women like her, bro, they have all this power and stuff. And like, yeah, they, they want, they like want, to, they want that flipped around on them. You know what I mean? Like, like, you, she, she'd probably be fun. That's 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 a little insight into my into my my boomer psyche. But I usually try to hide that shit. But anyways, apologies. So uh, and put on your suit. Um, it is my right to. Look, here do he goes. So or to not do so. And at this point, Your Honor, right to. His rights. Are you. Listen to what she's asking him, though, bro. Listen. Willing to go back to your cell and put on your suit? <laughs> she's just asking the nigger if he would please go put on a suit. Would you please just go back and put on a fucking suit, nigger, please? Um, it is my right to do so or to not do so. And at this point, Your Honor, who doesn't know that I'm in custody? Mr. Who Brooks, 
I've had many trials with individuals who were in custody, and when I've talked to the jurors after the conclusion of the case, they had no idea. The whole point of allowing for street clothing is not only to shield jurors from the fact that you are in custody, but also uh, you being in a suit and a tie or other street clothing I think also lends to the dignity of the proceedings. This is a trial. Um, again, it is your choice. Are you willing to go back to your cell and be dressed in the street clothes that you previously appeared in? With all due respect, I do not agree with that assessment whatsoever. <laughs> no I do not. He doesn't agree with the assessment that a fucking suit makes him look better than goddamn <laughs> prison clothes. He doesn't know what assessment means. Yes, he, exactly, exactly, Mr. White Tuber. These, this is the thing with all of these sovereign citizen niggers. They, they remember a series of like legal terms that they have no idea what they mean, and they just throw them into sentences sporadically, right? right? <laughs> they just throw them out there. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it's poetic, right? It's, it's like, it's right. like rhyming. It's got like a cadence and a rhythm to it. He's like, and so he throws it out there. It fits. It fits uh, rhythmically into the sentence, so he just throws it in there. He's rapping. Yeah. Yes, with, he's with rapping. All, with, with all due respect, Judge, I think I look hard in orange. I'm just going to keep this shit on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, MGC? Body will not know that I am in custody. I think that's a well-known fact because it's reported on every day. This nigger says he, he said he didn't want to have to appear in court because he was afraid he may get COVID. And then the fucking judge offered him a rapid COVID test and he objected to the COVID test. He refused it. <laughs> fucking just a ridiculous nigger, man. In the media, it's shown every day on the news where I am, what jail I'm housed in, and that I'm in custody. It's virtually impossible for anybody to not you know. Tell that us I'm narcissism he has there. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just yeah. average everyday Negro narcissism, right? Right. Yeah, it's just nigger peacock. Is Bernarda Villalona. She is a defense. In every trial, in every case, where the defendant no one to take into account is I want to be professionally dressed so a jury can watch. Off the record while we more interruptions. I will be off the record while we do that. Thank you, I don't agree to a stop where I move for a motion to dismiss for being under duress and being coerced into. A contract that I, that I did not consent. There he goes. Contract. Yes, there he shit. goes. Yeah, yes, no, he said I, he, he is he is demanding that his his uh, charges be thrown out because he fucking something about being kept in duress. Listen to this. I'll... Being coerced, coercion. <laughs> yeah, going, listen going to, to this going fucking. Going to trial and running people over in a car, in a truck is coercion. And this right here is why I was saying it's just a fucking shame that it is not legal for the bailiff to just end this trial. Swiftly, yeah. right? Are, is, are there no trees in Milwaukee? <laughs> are there no fucking trees in Milwaukee? Why are we doing this? Why are we letting this fucking piece of shit slap all these poor families in the face? Because that's what he's doing. He's just Easy, dancing on the graves of the fucking people he ran over. You don't want to have to do extra editing, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I do want to put that show up too, but it, it was so good. But Brother Gaines just went ham, dude. I was like, oh, holy shit. Uh, Jack Handy, thank you very much, brother. He says, notice how the legal system is stacked around misleading the jury and concealing facts from them. 100%. Uh, misleading the jury, concealing the facts, and um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, obstructing justice. No, uh, uh, humanizing, but not humanizing, right? Like trying to make him seem small, right? Instead of this monster, yeah. right? They're trying to make this nigger seem like a non-threat. Yeah. Infantilizing. Yeah, right. I don't know how to articulate like in words, but I, but I think people don't understand what I'm saying. They're trying to make him look like not innocent, but like harmless kind of, right? They're trying to make him look like a buffoon, not a psychotic fucking murderer who hates white people. Real uh, quick interjection. Uh, um, Jack Handy, you know, you remember that bit from Saturday Night Live? We should do like Fed Trying post. to humanize him. Yes. Fed post with Jack Handy. That would bit. be a good Fed, bit. That would Fed be a good post bit. with Jack Handy. Uh, Falcon, he says, objection. I don't recognize your jurisdiction. Yeah, objection, Your Honor. I don't earn. Under, I don't recognize your jurisdiction for my affliction <laughs> in this objection, country. Objection, nigga. I'm a dumbass fucking jungle yeah. bunny, nigga. Uh, MGC says, no fucking shit. savage. If I was a judge, I would tell the bailiff to knock him demon out. Period. I would send him to yeah straight up. That's the thing, man, and it's and it's sad because in Milwaukee there is no death penalty, so we'll have to pay for this nigger to leave really to live. Yep, yep, no death penalty in Milwaukee. So no matter what, he gets to live the rest of his life, and he'll be a fucking king in prison. This nigger will be a fucking king. He will have bitches writing to him. He will have people putting money on his books. He will have fucking uh, yep. a, a following within the prison. He'll be the he'll be he'll be running the car. That's what they call it. The car. So each race has a different, you know, each race's group is called the car. He'll be running the car or is second in charge to the nigger car in prison. He'll live like a fucking king in there. He'll be fucking the guards. He's going to live like a king. And he should be, hopefully, some fucking good Aryan brothers get a hold of this fucking nigger in prison. That's the best possible outcome. God willing. Into a contract that I, that I did not consent or agree to. I have a right to be present for trial. Now, Bernarda, what is your take on how the judge is handling this thus far? This is something that we don't see very often. Someone themselves even in homicide cases in New York. However, in those cases, the ability, um, he has been removed from the courtroom with Mr. due to repeated uh, interruption. Fucking retard. I'm trying to see if they're... All right, we are... Back on the record, appearances are as they were before. I need to make a record that at 8.42 a.m., this court ordered Mr. Brooks be removed from the courtroom due to repeated uh, interruptions. He's standing there right now yelling and uh, shit. With the court. Uh, He's bitching about, like, his finger being injured or some shit like that. Yeah, just the entire time. It sucks Mr. that they're Brooks not going to show him, like, dancing around with his... Fucking uh, objection sign. That's um, what I was really trying to find. The, this nigger dancing around with this objection sign. Because they had to mute him because he couldn't quit interrupting the fucking court, they had to give him a blue sign that said objection on it that he could hold up when he wanted to object to something. And the whole fucking time this bitch was talking, he's just like standing there pointing at the sign. He like tucks it in his waistband and is like fucking doing all of this shit with the sign and all this shit just to... Fucking, fucking absurd, He's playing the man. system, even even at this point. It's just fucking, yeah. It's just fucking ridiculous, man. It's absurd that these people, that the families of these people have to deal with that shit, man. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's nuts. Uh, I think the words you're looking for were minimize the severity. Yeah, that works too, for sure. Uh, for sure. All right. Uh, Akilah, didn't you have some shit you wanted to talk about tonight? 
Did you send me? Um, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to go show that? Do you want to do the um, the Ethan Klein Joe Rogan little thing? Let me find it. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is the Hitler thing. Right? Well, the Liver King. Yeah, Liver King. And uh, do you want? Did you want to do? Let's do the Ethan Klein one first. Which one is that? Because I want to. I want to compare Joe Rogan to that dumb idiot. The the Liver King thing. Yeah, yeah. Just real quick, very short clip. I think people have seen this around. Uh, I posted it on my channel from Salvo Pancakes Dumb Twitter. I thought she sent it to me somewhere in here. Can't be there. I think so. It should be right above the Joe Rogan. Uh, Ethan Klein, Dan the Beast Severin, White Lives Matter. Here we go. I don't really, yeah, here, I'll let you take the lead on this. This is just a short clip. Do you, you know, have to have... Um, you'll get, it's obvious what he does here, you know, so you could just watch the clip, chat, and see what it is. Obviously, everybody knows Ethan Klein. He's a fucking Jew, right? One of the worst Jews on the internet. Greasy, sloppy, fuck, not funny at all. Alright, here we go. Let's check this out. I don't know much about this Ethan Klein guy. I just know that he's like a, a YouTuber guy that streams with this kike bitch. Yeah, I think it's, it's his wife. What's the name of their show, Tuber, do you remember? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. H3N3 or some shit H like that. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Never heard of him. Yeah, it's like H3N3 or something like that. It's just a fucking YouTuber. Super popular, you know, they have like thousands and thousands of viewers and all that trash. He's a very fucking greasy kike. Now, do you have to have sex in a certain position because you're so big and sometimes fat guys have a what? problem they have to they have to go into a certain position because yeah. I mean you're massive right so yeah. so and also I don't know how well endowed you are but like what's the situation with your what, how what position do you have to go in a position or are you guys fully flexible because you're both very muscular Yeah um it, it, here's the thing um never talk about my wife in this context Oh Right. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> go ahead, Akiva. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, that's all. It's very straightforward, right? Uh, it doesn't require a ton of commentary. Like he's just being a greasy dude. He sees this big, um, you know, physically developed, confident Aryan man in front of him, and he can't help but like try to subvert him or undermine him by like reducing him, right? By sexualizing him, by speaking of his wife in this way. And obviously, Liver King reacts really well. He just checks him. Right. Yeah, well, but, I mean, so, yeah. you know what? I'll be honest with you, bro. I don't think that. I don't know even that that uh, Ethan Klein here was even trying to fucking even belittle him that much. I really don't. I think he's just a disgusting, perverted Jew. I think yes. this nasty kike legitimately wanted to know. Right. I think yeah. that was a legitimate question. I think he would ask a normal, like if he if he met and was hanging out with a normal dude that was jacked like that off the air. That's some shit that skeevy fucking scumbag would ask him, right? Because that's the way kikes fucking think, right? They're just nasty, yeah. wormy, slimy, degenerate kikes. I mean, yeah, and they think that other people are like this too. So they're gonna find whatever garbage goes through their mind. They just say it out loud because they think people are gonna find it interesting. It's very disgusting, and they get a lot of airtime and all that. So I like what you said because it actually emphasizes my point that I'm gonna make in the next video. It's a Joe Rogan video. People might have seen.
uh, floating around Telegram and stuff where he's uh, doing a commentary on um, Uncle A uh, hosting the Olympics. Imagine this face. Look at this nasty, disgusting, yeah. greasy Jewish face asking you about how you fuck your wife. And, and imagine how hard it would be to not punch him in it. Like, just yeah, imagine that, that Jewish face like speaking down to anybody. Well, well, Johnny, you know, the Jews are very, um, they're very sexually um, predatory. Yeah. And you can see this is actually, you know, what they always say, what you're doing what they do. This is an act of sexual violence, really. Right? He, he's basically, you know, he's taking it into that area and being a gross Jew pervert. And this is what they're all about. It's like a Negro stealing. And yes. they can't yeah, control that's right. themselves. That's exactly what I said, too. I think he might have been away, but that's exactly what I said. I was like, I don't think he was even trying to flex on the right. dude so much as that's just how it's, it's just his nasty his kike mind. mind. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, just his, his, his vile tendency. kike mind. Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah, agreed. 100 fucking percent. All right, now let's get this next one up. This next one is kind of interesting, and, and we're going to probably, and Tuber, I, I'm actually kind of interested to talk to you about this, too, because, uh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Let me just get it pulled up, and then we'll talk about it, because it's, I don't know, it's one of those things. Let me find it. Uh, let me find it here. Um, boom, here it is. We're gonna we're gonna probably gonna have a little discussion about this because it's one. Well, here. Yeah, it's gonna lead into a bit of a broad discussion, video. but yeah. How do I make this thing full screen? Well, Hitler tweaking. He can't. Mm -hmm. Hitler's on speed. You know, he did a lot of speed. Yeah. He's at the nineteen. Hey, mom. You know, I was watching a video of uh, Hitler tweaking. Mm -hmm. short... Hitler's on speed. You know, he did a lot of speed. Yeah. He's at the 1936 Olympics and he's sitting in the audience like this, like tweaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like an actual like footage of him. Yeah, okay. it's actual footage. <laughs> um, so he's just rock rocking back and forth, tweaking. Wow, he and does have crackhead energy. That's amazing. Hundred percent tweaking. So I mean, there's no way you rock like that if you're not nah. tweaking. He's like where's, fidgety where's, too. Where's his left hand? What is happening there? Touching he's got yeah, a glove. Yeah. His left hand's got a glove and he's rubbing a gun yeah. on his dick. He's Go back to that. Up. Let me see that again. Please, replay, please. Hold Look on. That. Am I is, am I showing this to the chat? I think I might be blocking the chat. Let me get back over here. That's why I need one more screen. I am. I'm blocking the chat. Sorry, guys. See this why? Yeah. Boom. Sorry, guys. I'll start this whole thing over. Bro, like your fucking thing. Your um, it looks like lifelike now. It's weird. Like your setup is much more powerful. Yeah. And it's more realistic. Does it really? Or are you guys just yeah. fucking with me? Because I felt like that no. too, but I felt like am I just it looks lying like to photo myself? Photorealistic. <laughs> I was thinking weird. that I was like, am I lying to myself, man? Am, am bro, it almost works my... too good, bro. You gotta downgrade the camera or something, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is, this is like a, I feel like I'm in the room. I'm looking at you on the screen stream. Holy shit! Uh, all right, here we go. Let's start this over for these guys. This. How weird? How do is I that, start man? this over? How I weird? Guess I gotta... Hey, you know, I was watching a video of uh, Hitler tweaking. Mm -hmm. Hitler's on speed, you know, he did a lot of speed. Yeah. He's at the 1930. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm just trying to find a way to make You know, I was watching a video of uh, Hitler tweaking. Mm -hmm. Hitler's on speed, you know, he did a lot of speed. Yeah. He's at the 1936 Olympics and he's sitting in the audience like this. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like an actual like footage of him. Yeah, okay. it's actual footage. <laughs> um, so he's just <laughs> rocking, rocking back and forth, tweaking. Wow, he and does have crackhead energy. That's amazing. Hundred percent tweaking. 
So, I mean, there's no way you rock like that if you're no. not tweaking. He's Let's, like fidgety where's, too. Where's his left hand? What is happening there? He's touching He's got the a glove. Yeah, yeah. He does have like some kind of extended glove over that hand though for some reason. Do you see that cloth? Yeah, yeah. I, I he's holding what, a he's holding a cane between his legs. Yes, yeah, not he's not rubbing a gun on his dick. Yes, he's holding a cane for sure. His left hand's got a glove and he's rubbing a gun yeah. on his dick. He's Go back to that. Up. Let me see that again. <laughs> please, replay, please. Look at this. How weird is that, man? How weird is it to see that guy? It might I mean it might as well be a meth head, right? When you see a How guy do they like let that? this guy like? I mean, look at him. He's got something he's touching his dick with. And that something in his hand is in between his legs. You said cane. I mean, you I'm might be Google, right. I'm going to Google You cane. said, could I mean, you were, you were joking about the gun, but I mean, could be. Could be a cane. Could be a Ruger. It might be a gun. I think it looks more like a cane. Ruger's are good guns, by You know, I was watching a video of... Uh, so there we go. There you have it. <clears throat> uh, so like I was saying when, when you, know, you first sent me this clip, it's like... I don't know. It, it's one of those things where Joe Rogan is... Uh, exploiting something that he knows is kind of like uh, based in a lie, right? Uh, yeah. So Hitler, from what I understand, had this doctor. I forget his name, but the guy was drugging him, trying to kill him. He was giving him all these like weird concoctions that had like bull cum and all this weird shit in him to, to basically try to, to give him a heart attack or, or fucking kill him. The guy was trying to kill Adolf Hitler and he was giving him all these fucking drugs. And uh, I also think that that might have been just like a shorter clip that was uh, kind of put on. It looks route. like he was excited in the middle of a race, like rocking back and forth with excitement as he yep. saw the guy who's looking left to right. I mean, I didn't even see anything out of the ordinary there, you know. But that's how these Jews work. They'll take something out of context and try to make it seem like something else, you know. Yeah, that's kind of my take here. Like, I was trying to compare it to, like, what Ethan Klein just did, where it's, like, a natural, like, inclination to just be a fucking weirdo and a pervert and shit like that, right? So, like, even, like, the dude that he's talking to goes right to, you know, crackhead energy. Right, because uh, they're crackheads. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, like, true. right to, like, jerking off. And so, like, this is what's in your guy's head. You guys are fucking sick in your, in your minds. You're seeing a man who's, like, pure of heart, who's proud, who's sitting there excited as, uh, like, a kid watching him he, he's personally hosting the olympics something like 10 or 15 years before that the dude was homeless and stuff like that like figure it out right like the guy was excited and like maybe he's like got some meth in his system like some amphetamines you know what i mean yeah yeah something like that like i like you know i, I don't even i'm not even ne necessarily trying to argue that point in particular because i think that it's maybe i don't know that it's proven and i'd be super ready to disavow that as well but if there's some proof and whatever a lot of people have taken amphetamines like they you know and, and it's not good that they do this but they prescribe it for like adhd and stuff like that a lot of baseball players in the, in the in the 70s and 80s even in the 90s like even now probably like you know it's just common it's a very common like thing to, to take so <clears throat> back then like cocaine and stuff like that these, these substances weren't like looked on exactly in the same way so whatever as far as that goes that, that being said I'm, I'm fully ready to disavow that because i just look at that man and and i don't i don't believe that like you know maybe i have the opposite bias but like it takes a sick mind Right. And, and, and also like a demonization of such a of such a pure soul. Right. To, to go to that place, crackhead, method, jerking off. In yeah, public. The rubbing, Man, the, rubbing the di his dick with a gun was like way over the fucking top. And that was exactly what you're saying. That's a manifestation of his own sick fucking mind. 
Like, that's probably the kind of shit that Joe Rogan does when he's high on speed and shit. Like, he starts beating off in public places and shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Because plenty of people get high on meth and don't fucking, like, jerk off in a stadium with a gun. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just over-the-top shit. And uh, the the guy's name was Morel, by the way. His, his doctor's name was Morel. But I do think, man, uh, someone in the chat even said it, but I, I honestly think that that... I, w- I would like to find someone who had the raw footage of that, right? I would like to see the raw footage because I think that that's been doctored. I think there's a little bit of, like, them forward and well, reversing well, the, the well, clip well, a little bit. and looping Yeah, they sped it up. That's I think old it's school like, film. You know I mean? like, well, that's yeah, old I mean? school film. Like, remember, it was, like, picture, 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 picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what so the speed of 16-millimeter film makes it look. Remember how they walk yes, around all weird and fast exactly. and retarded and all these yeah, movies? Yeah, like on the old, like the old right. films you see of like 1930s, right. like, you know, San Francisco, they're all like, they're walking all fast yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, they're all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all that was. But yeah, he's just maybe. rocking back and forth in excitement and it's 16 yeah. millimeters. It's just stupid. And maybe even somebody it, that knows more about graphics than me, but I'm sure you could, if that was one video, I'm sure you could take a portion of it, speed it up and slow down the background. Right, if there's, right. there's a way to do that, I'm, I'm sure I, I don't know anything about it. Especially but. now, right? Especially since yeah. the fucking like '90s and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. they do, yeah, they do holograms not earlier. places and shit now. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody could have done that probably on their computer at home, to be honest. Hundred percent. You know? So this is nonsense. He's a fucking sick fuck, that Joe Rogan. He's no better than Ethan Klein. That's my basic point, right? You look at Ethan Klein and that fat, greasy piece of shit Jew. Fucking Joe Rogan is just that same level of degenerate faggot, like. You don't, we don't need this guy in public. Like this is, he has the most popular like show of any type in the world. More people watch that fucking bald piece of shit than anybody on the planet. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he has the number one. Remember, we, we determined this when that video came out. He has the yeah. number one platform to spread Jewish propaganda. That's right. He Look has what the he fucking world's does with number it. one Jewish, uh, number one outlet for Jewish voices. Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's the world's number one outlet for Jewish voices. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, don't wonder when you when people see these things and they're laughing about it and this and that. They're trying to they're they're trying to he's trying to do the same thing to Liver King, right? To Hitler that Ethan Klein did to Liver King. Look at a strong, powerful man with a pure heart and diminish him by being by by speaking about him in a in a disrespectful manner, in a manner that's normalized, right? It's, it's very it's very uh, deceiving and very uh, insidious. And I I hope people fucking get back. Bro, hating on Hitler's number one sign. You know, something being sus. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, let's see. What, is that all we got uh, in the way of this shit? Oh, we do got to talk about... I wonder if I can even find this. Uh, So did you guys get to see uh, Kanye West on the Tucker Carlson show? I've not seen this. I want to see it. I watched a little... Let me see. I watched a little bit of it as I was getting ready for the show. And it was exactly what you might think. I didn't even know. Uh, where am I going to find this? Here we go. I didn't even know that he was going on there, but I saw that the America First crowds were, were, were uh, you know, uh, Putting out, sh- putting posts on Telegram about it. And they were all, yeah, they were all excited about the the, the hero, their nigger hero, was going on uh, their their Jewish uh, heroes 
Cringe. Man, those kids are faggots, bro. Fuck you, America <laughs> first. Fucking low queers. Anyways, sorry. Man, where is this? I guess it's not out yet. I guess the replay isn't out yet. But yeah, basically, uh, what I watched was he fucking comes on and uh, they start talking and he starts talking about how abortion, he's against abortion because it's the number one killer of black babies. And he goes on this whole fucking tirade about black babies and black mothers and black community and all this shit. And then Tucker Carlson asked him why he wore the White Lives Matter shirt. I have it. And you got it? Please send me a link to it. Please send all me right. a link. There you go. Amazing. Fucking amazing. Got your back. Damn, that was fucking quick. Yeah, buddy. Uh, on BitChute, too? Holy shit. I just go to the mainframe, the Fed mainframe we have here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Kanye West, now known as Ye, is one of the best-selling musical artists in the world. He's also in recent years become a celebrated and very highly paid fashion designer. And of course, for a decade, he was well-known to TV audiences as an in-law of the Kardashian family. But it's West's latest incarnation as a kind of Christian evangelist that brought us to his office in Los Angeles today for the interview you're about to see. Days ago, during Fashion Week in Paris, West, accompanied by his friend Candace Owens, unveiled a T-shirt that read simply, White Lives Matter. The response from the... That's a lie. Already we start with a lie. The T-shirt did not say... The T-shirt did not simply say, White Lives Matter. It had some goofy fucking cartoon shit on the front of it. Right? It had some goofy, stupid fucking image on the front of it. So it didn't just, just say, say white lives. Yeah, yeah, it didn't just say white lives matter. That's a fucking lie. And he even says that, white tuber. I'm glad you watch. In this fucking interview, he's like, Well, I I, I put it on there because, you know, honestly, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I thought the shirts was kind of funny. It's all a fucking joke to this nigger. Fashion industry and international media was he's stomping on white graves. He's uniform. stomping on the fucking graves of all the white people that have been snuffed out by these fucking. T- Yo, he's a MAGA nigga now, bro. Shock, horror, <clears throat> rage. There is no excuse for this, thundered the New York Times. West is legitimizing extremism, shrieked Rolling Stone, etc., etc. What was strikingly missing from the coverage, however, was any explanation for why West did this. What was the t shirt about? No one seemed to think to ask him, much less to slap listen white to people what he in had the to face. say. Instead, the enemies of his ideas dismissed West, as they have for years, to watch what we're about to show you. Handling his rawest, fuck movingly, I don't want to hear this fucking, this fucking cuck faggot suck off this nigger that's stomping all over our fucking dead, all over our dead children. So let's just get straight to the fucking interview. So you can hear, you can hear it out of the, out of the coon's mouth that this was all a fucking stunt. This was all a mockery. This was all a, uh, a, a disrespect ritual, right? Uh, uh, a disgrace the Gavin, ritual. The Gavin McInnes is just doing his art, you know, so you can't judge him, right? You yeah, this is art. the exact same as that faggot Milo covering himself in pig's blood yep. in the name of fucking, in the name of fucking uh, white people who have been killed by fucking immigrants. It's the exact yep. same. It's dancing on the graves of those victims. That's exactly what this is. And we just watched Al Brooks do the same thing, folks. Yep. You just landed, and yeah. the lanyard is still on from it, and there's a 100%. photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. 
boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen, I agree. You wear it I don't on care a badge. about people's responses. I... Yeah. Oh my God, you're so fucking brave. I love you're you, such nigger. a brave and, and wise nigger. You wear you it on a badge. You white presenting fucking tone as well. His white presenting like uh, speech pattern. Yeah, but do you hear fucking Tucker Carlson's fucking seductive voice? He's talking to him like he yep. wants to fucking suck his dick. Like he literally, he might fall, he might fall with his mouth open right into his fucking crotch. That's why I couldn't be live. I care about the fact. Yeah, they had to pause in, in, in for intermissions while fucking Tucker Carlson <laughs> sucked Kanye off. That's why he looks. That's why Kanye looks so relaxed. He just blew a fucking load <laughs> oh, off. No, he just Tucker blew Rose. a fucking load all in fucking Tucker's face before they started. That there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. Literally, like fucking. Less than 10 seconds into the interview, he's already turned this into a fucking a thing about black babies. Right. Nothing about white lives, black babies. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm starting to see why they want to make you be quiet. Look how giddy he is. He's like a 16-year-old boy who just got his first date with like with like his his, his high school sweetheart. He's all nervous. He's all smiling. And you, uh, I'm starting to understand why people don't like you. <laughs> fucking faggot. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. Shame on the fucking gullible faggots who still think this guy has any of their interest in mind. Um, Somewhere some low IQ boomers just nodding along like yeah, fucking like, Man, he sure is a smart <laughs> nigger, boy. That's one of the good niggers right there. See, I told you one of them good niggers. I let He's that a black man fuck my not wife. a nigger. Yeah. I, I let him fuck my wife. I'll tell you what. Huh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How, when did you start to feel this way? When did you start to realize this? I, I really felt like I think I started to really feel this need to express myself on another level when Trump He's was gay. running for office and voice. I liked him yes. and every single person in Hollywood from my ex-wife to my bro look at this for a second guys look at that freeze frame here I'm gonna go to the big screen so everybody can take this let's drink that in drink that He's image right guy. there who does that look like to y'all who does that look like? Take, take, say 20 years ago, who would that resemble to you guys? To, to 20 years younger? Bill Cosby. Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah. Jesse Lee Peterson, yeah. I was going to say oh, James Oh, that's Biden. his kid. Yeah. Look at how much that nigga looks like Jesse Lee Peterson right there. <laughs> huh? It's not. It's his kid. <laughs> oh, they all look the same, man. No wonder. Shit. Look, no, but I can't, get over, I can't get over how much he's putting on the white, like, sounding voice like that's it's like he he's he it's, it's like a co-opt right he's some like this dude went to um uh, a ranch in montana like at some point i think in 2017 and was there with like candace owens and uh brett weinstein and i think jordan peterson was there um oh, and then a whole kids. bunch of these yeah rogan was there. so joe rogan was there this intellectual dark web faggots right so these are the people like that, I, I, I kind of explained this before that, like, I, I spent a lot of time previously on the internet trying to, like, lobby for Brett Weinstein to debate um, Chris Langan. So, and, and I was sort of around when, like, the dark, intellectual dark web shit, like, started getting, like, coined because of, like, I was running a, a Jordan Peterson study group and trying to, like, um, 
anyways, you know, my, using my politics in that group for our purposes. Um, so whatever, doxing about that, who cares? But so the 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 reason that like um, they're telling him to do this, these, these people put him onto this shit because Brett Weinstein and um, uh, his brother, they go around saying that um, like white people are going to freak out on us because we're pressing them too hard. Everybody chill, stop it. They're going to do a race war, right? That's their whole thing. And so this dude is like an actual, like an active, like um, agent of their agenda. That's why he's doing all this stuff. And it has a lot to do with, I think, like the Groyper kind of platform and like his awareness of that. Candace Owens' awareness of like TPUSA, uh, America okay. First, what they do and how he can kind of hijack that. and make I want to push uh, back a little bit on this. Not the fact that he's picked up on a, a common theme in popular culture, but I want to push back hard on the fact that it has anything to do with Groypers or America First or anything like that. But that's, I think he's jumping on that, like he's stealing it somehow. But, but it's nah, not, but he's but, never but, heard but, of them. But no, yeah, exactly. He's never heard of them. But also, well, Candace Owens, also, Candace Owens will tell him about this. Sorry, but the, like Candace he, like, Owens never heard of them either. Shit. Oh, definitely has. She's aware of KPUSA and all that. She knows Milo. She she's aware. Listen, brother. The white lives matter phrase, right? White lives matter as a rebuttal to black lives matter has been around since black lives matter has been out. That phrase right. has been on law and order, fucking CSI, fucking goddamn, uh, you know, uh, another, I don't know, a bunch of these cops. Israeli shows. TV. Yeah, well, all these cop dramas, right? All these police dramas, dude, they have the Proud Boys, White Lives Matter, Skinheads. They have that shit almost every other episode of, of one of oh, these yeah. crime dramas. They're talking about the Charlottesville, right? So the White Lives Matter as a rebuttal to Black Lives Matter has been out there in the public zeitgeist for at least four years. For at least four years, popularized in mainstream media. The fact that the Groypers are trying to take credit for this is them once again doing what they always do. Wait, 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 wait. No, listen, they're taking credit. They are? Yes, they're taking credit. No, they're not. Yes, they are taking credit for for everyone else's work, just like they always do. Just like Nick Fuentes rode on the back of Mike Enoch all the way into his semi-level of fucking E-fame. He got that all on the back of TRS. He rode yeah, no, the back point. of TRS all the way through through the uh, through the blood sports days on Warski and, and Ralph's channel. He rode the backs of TRS and then stabbed them in the back after he had gotten popular with their younger crowds, right? And he's doing the yep. same thing now. After this thing has been popularized and built up, he's jumping on and acting as though he's the one that started White Lives Matter. He's the one that made this popular. Same thing he did with the Groyper Wars on the TPUSA thing. That shit yep. was happening. Before, dude, guys, old fucking uh, TP, uh, uh, traditionalist TWP guys were going and harassing Charlie Kirk way before the Groyper Wars got popularized. Nick Fuentes yeah. just seen that that was happening. He's seen that people were going to these college tours and pressing Charlie Kirk. So he had some of his buddies go out and do it. Too, and, then he, and then he fucking co-opted it the same way yeah. he does with everything. The fucking Groypers, Ethan Ralph, America First, none of them niggers, none of them faggots had anything to do with this nigger putting on a White Lives Matter shirt. It's been well, in the so cultural... I, yeah, I guess guys. I'm alluding to the fact that it's like that all that shit is astroturfed by sort of the same people and he's involved in it. That's the, So, you know, it's not necessarily that they started like an organic cultural thing in any way. I like think but this, cool, this right? nigger that, thinks he thought of it and shit. Oh, yeah, he will Because he's a burnt, like, low IQ, uninformed yeah. nigger. He's like, this is edgy new. You yeah. know, that could be the case. Yeah, no, but you're right, John. Like, like the, 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 the bump that this gives them is completely fucking illegitimate. Those dudes are, are faggots. And even this move is a fucking ridiculous move. It trivializes white nationalism, right? Because, in, 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 yeah, deeply. 
And that's what you see them doing, like, uh, you know, all you're seeing from those guys is, let's go, we're so back, vindicated, look what, like, they're acting as though they're the reason this nigger is, is wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. And the whole reason he's wearing a, light, a White Lives Matter shirt is to fucking mock dead white people. That's literally yeah. the reason he's doing this, for, for attention and to slap white people in the face. He don't give a fuck about white lives. This nigger don't give a fuck about white lives. He ain't got no white kids. He even calls his kids black here in a minute. He's like, Kim is a, a 40-year-old woman with black children putting her ass on television. Like, this whole yeah. thing was to bring attention to his black power bullshit. He even talks about yeah. how his dad was a black power nigger. Yeah, and it, it, it serves to curb and diffuse, uh, you know, white, like, pro-white sentiment. Ultimately. Bro, he's getting on that gravy train, bro. Yeah, he wants to get grip. on that. If you're yeah. black, everyone knows you can get on that gravy train. Just say well, there's them, no more you know. dissidents. There's also no more dissidents. There's nothing to rail against when you're a black person anymore. The system supports you. The system loves you. you like you're a piece of shit, and you're you're completely incentivized to be that way, right? There's, you're not pushing it against anything. So if you want to be a dissident, like if if one thing that 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 these people are is like kind of um like you know they're smart right they see where the pulse is their fingers on the pulse of of what's uh, of what could be become popular culture and it's our shit that's coming up that's going to become popular culture very very soon and they scramble and scramble do everything they can to keep that down and and if they and if and not, not just keep it down but trivialize it make it clown shit put faggots like nick fuentes out in front of it put white lives matter on a nigger you know yeah that's it let's get into a little bit more of this mother-in-law to my manager at that time to you know my my so-called friends slash handlers around me told me like if i said that i like trump that my career would be over that my life would be over uh they said stuff like people get killed for wearing a hat like that they threaten my life they no my life. no white people get killed for wearing a hat like that you nigger get a free yeah. pass you get a free pass you get you get you become a fucking millionaire for wearing that hat Huh? You get all these dumb fucking boomers to start fucking sending you fucking money and, and, and you being their favorite new nigger in a Trump hat. White people get killed for wearing that hat. Not you, nigger, and you know it. Basically said that I would be killed. Acting as though he doesn't know the fucking uh, score here. For, That's the shit I'm talking uh, about right there. Like Wearing the hat. I listen, if, if the fucking people who are supporting this shit and acting like this is a win... Are, are so fucking gullible and fucking blind and, and, have, and, and have no ability to read. If they can't see what's going on here, they are too retarded to be involved in what's going on right now. They need to just sit the fuck back and get out of the way. Because if you can't see that this is a fucking hustle and a fucking humiliation ritual, you're a fucking retard. I had a, a, someone call me last night and said anybody wearing a White Lives Matter shirt is going to be greenlit, and that means that they're going to beat them up if they wear it. And I'm like, you know, okay, green light me then. <laughs> so now, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a, I wonder if that was an intended side effect. Did you catch that? He's got people calling him, telling him that anybody they see in a White Lives Matter shirt is going to have a green light on them. So now that this nigger has went out and caused all this fracas, now he, anybody, any white person seen in a White Lives Matter shirt is just going to be descended on by wild packs of niggers. And yeah, I did catch that. Uh, oh God, I can't. Seuss Enjoyer, whatever that is. Oh uh, yeah, how he talked about his handlers. Yeah, I did catch that. We'll get into that here in a little bit. You know, you know, God builds warriors in a different way. I don't know if it's because of me being a born in Atlanta and growing up on the south side of Chicago that, you know, he made me for such a such a time like this.
It's like with David, you know, he tended to the sheep, but while he was out there, he had to fight all kinds of animals. So when it was time for Goliath to come, he thought because he was a sheep herder that he didn't have the skill set to take down Goliath. And the thing that I have is the position, I have my heart, but the number one thing is we have God on our side. And for the people, even if you don't believe in God, God believes in you. So you made reference to the White Lives Matter t-shirt, mm -hmm. which you brought out at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Why, why did you do that and what did it mean? You know, I, did, I do certain things from a feeling. I like, I just, I just channel the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like as if you ask like Tanya Harding how she did the, the triple flip or the triple spin, yeah. she was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a, in a, comp, in a competitive format, it just happened. Like it happened outside of practice, it happened in the real format. And that's, what hap that's what's happening is God is like preparing us for the real, for the real battles. And we are, we are in a battle with the media. Like, the majority of the media has... He's completely jumped the shark. He doesn't even remember what the fuck, what he's talking about. He's just fucking spewing out at the mouth. A, a godless agenda. And the jokes in that work and this whole, like, oh, yeah, he's crazy and all these things, they don't work because the media has, you know, they've also watch travesties happen just even specifically yeah exactly chat tanya harding and all this weird shit he's just completely jumped the shark he's just saying shit to me and just watch it and act like it wasn't happening and they stay quiet about it uh, what if they so, what if what, i want to answer the the white yeah. I, I feel like someone look see he's like oh i got sidetracked now let, let me get right i want to answer the white lives matter question here he goes caught what I was saying, the comparison of Tanya Harden about the, the White Lives Matter. You know, my dad is an educated um, ex-Black Panther. Hmm, imagine that. This nigger's dad. Akilah, check this out. This just sprung into my head. That means all three of those niggers that were wearing those White Lives Matter shirts in that video we showed on Monday were yep. all the, the, the children of Black Power niggers. All three of them. Kanye West's dad apparently is a Black Power nigger. Bob Marley is a black power nigger, and Lauren Hill's daughter. All three of them, the children of black power niggers, wearing White Lives Matter shirts and dancing on the graves of Cash Gurnan and Cannon Hennett. And he put a text to me today. He said, White Lives Matter, ha, 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 ha. And I said, I thought the shirt was a funny shirt. I thought the idea of me wearing it was funny. And there you have it. He thought it was a funny shirt. Oh, this will be funny. If I make a shirt that's made in reference to the to the slaughter of white children, oh, I'll, I'll think it's and I'll put a funny cartoony man on the front, and it'll be funny, and even my black power nigger dad will think it's funny. Right. And I said, Dad, what do you think it was funny? He said, just just a black man stating the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my dad doesn't listen to rap music. And he's like super educated. We, we opened up a water distribution center in the Dominican Republic together. He's like the original Steve Jobs, but he was- His dad is a nigger Steve Jobs. Every yeah, which way. don't worry. 
with all of his ideas. Sure, he, yeah. have- he, he was just oh. too poor, right? He was just too poor and black to be a Steve Jobs. Yeah. That's really it. Also, Dominicans hate you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, let's get our buddy. Let's get our one Dominican buddy on and see how he feels about your fucking water treatment plan, nigga. Fucking dumb bastard. Get some fucking moron. An endless bank account, and he didn't have an Instagram. So all these ideas, he had to like take them back. If you drink fucking water from a fucking like nigga. Yeah. It's fucking monkeys. Remember his voice was all cracking. Fucking monkey water. You drink water from a fucking monkey. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this brilliant person. Out. that I know and we actually have a strained relationship because I was taken from him because my mom was an actress so she was a liberal and my dad would see certain things and say you know we should do it this way we should do it that way and the people got around my mom and pulled her away much like you know Kim is a Christian but she has people who want her to go to interview magazine and put her ass out while she's a 40-something-year-old multi-billionaire with four black children. Do you see what I was saying here, though, guys? This is about as far as I made it into this interview before I went on and had to finish getting ready for the show. But do you see how long did he actually talk about even the phrase white lives matter? Maybe 10 or so seconds when he called it a fucking joke that him and his black power dad laughed about? All of the rest of this has been about black abortions, his black children, his black power father, black, 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 black. So now this nigger has effectively slapped the white white people in the fucking face by co-opting uh, uh, one of their turns of phrase and made this entire interview about niggers. Good job, America first. I hope you guys are fucking happy. And this is what how fashion wants to... Fucking- uh, how do you want to present her? Great fucking so, job! I mean, you give these, um, you get these yeah, questions, and I give you like these three-part answers. Is this a cool format for you? Yeah, I love it. Following? Okay, cool. And I am following it. All right. So I you said taking um, a piss right now. that your father yeah, said when man. he saw Mute the shirt up, "White Lives guy. Matter," <laughs> it's great to see a black man stating the my obvious. Bad. So, by which I think you meant that's obviously true. Yeah, that my that's favorite what Connie deserves, man. I'm thinking like, you know, people yeah, are, to be honest, Tuber's the one's got the right idea. We should all be taking it. pisses well, in the middle of this interview. That's the best take. That's the best take so far. Yeah, yeah straight up. So the answer to fucking piss take. Why I wrote "White Lives Matter" on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that's? So, oh, shit. And, and I assume the implication is, of course, all lives. Guys, hold on just a second. Oh, did you hear that? I'm gonna, we're gonna go back just a few seconds. I have to say thank you to some donos. I didn't see them. I'm very sorry, guys. A Bitcoin fan, thank you very much. He says, My dad claims to love niggers, and yet he took his retirement because there were too many H1B visas speaking ill English in emails. I'd say buy land, dad, and I want this system to explode and die. He says, I, I love. I don't want to see them anymore, and I hope my money means something. Uh, I got confused at the end of that, but yeah, man, uh, a lot of these white guys, these older boomer white people, they don't fucking like niggers. They just don't want to seem mean, right? That they 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 feel uh, uh, cold and and discompassionate or whatever the fuck the word I'm looking for is when speaking the truth about about niggers, right? Uh, none of them want to live by them none of them want them moving in next door none of them want to work with them none of them want to do business with them they don't want any fucking thing to do with them they just don't want to seem like a bad person because they've been convinced by popular culture 
that seeing Negroes for what they are makes you a bad person. But thank you very much yeah. for the donation, brother. I appreciate it. We're going to say something, Akila? Yeah, that, it's, it's through a lifetime of racial abuse. Let's mm -hmm. not forget, right, that they get, they get that way. Uh, and nobody's stuck up for them. You know, they, they, they went against themselves and nobody's stuck up for them. The people that stuck up for them got marginalized the same way we get marginalized. So it's, it's, it's not an easy thing, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, 1480, or uh, howdy do, says N. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, I hope the guys uh, completed your tower for you. Uh, Bitcoin fan says he is willing to hate white people and boomers shit their shorts. Yep. Uh, MGC says fucking savage. Oh, yeah, we read that one earlier. Okay, I think we got all these other ones. Oh, Crow Kraut, brother. I'm sorry. I didn't see yours. He says, yo, what's up, brother? That was like at the very beginning of the show. I'm sorry, Bubba. Uh, yeah. Thank you all very much for all the donations. I really appreciate it. All right, now let's get back to this. We are almost done with this. As soon as we're done with this, we're going to go to break, guys, and then we'll uh, do the uh, zebra killers on the second half. I think I can get it all done in about an hour and 20 hours. So. Obvious thing. Yeah. Why, why do you think that's so, and, and I assume the implication is, of course, all lives matter because they're lives, because God created them. Yeah. There why it do you is, think right that there. That would be I assume the, uh, and what, what do niggers always say? Uh, all lives matter is, a, is disrespectful to black lives matter because black lives matter most or some shit, like whatever their stupid fucking little turn of phrase is. But that's it right there. Tucker Carlson wants to deflect once again from white lives. Be like, oh, you're saying all lives matter because I mean, obviously, I bet it means you know, just just uh, or white lives matter because it's the obvious. All lives matter, right? This isn't about uh, white lives. This is about all lives, and that's a statement you're really making, right, Kanye? This fucking faggot. <laughs> we consider controversial. Because. The same people that have stripped us of our identity and labeled us as a as a color have told us what it means to be black. And who and are those people, that Kanye? We're supposed to have. My dad. Grew Great up point, as a John. Military brat. Who are those fucking people, and Kanye? His family moved around, but they were based. They got little hats, but not like the Delaware. one you're wearing, you dummy. And at the time. If he, if he wasn't... Yeah, a, diff a different kind of little hat and big nose. A different kind of little hat He would be discriminated nose. against because he was black. So by the time Look, he got into college... The entire fucking... This whole thing is a black power speech. Now he's talking about how his dad would be discriminate, discriminated because he was black in college. This entire fucking thing is a black power speech. He would be discriminated against. He went to a black college. He would be discriminated against because they said he talked too white. Yes. And then he played the kick drum in the band. So when he would go to the club and the music was playing, where would he clap his hands? Where the kick drum is. Yeah. So it was the opposite of where everyone else right, exactly. was clapping their hands. <laughs> and uh, this is the most elegant and tasteful person that I know. And When my mom, when they, when, when the schools suggested like the hurting systems, because what they do is take the, um, the black community and they separate us and they separate the families and the educated, uh, they, they, you know, they push this, you know, need for higher education and us as blacks, we discriminate against each other and say, well, I got my PhD and you don't have your PhD, so I'm better than you. And 
So my mom, she had a PhD and she was influenced to uh, move to the south side of Chicago and take this job at Chicago State University. And she told my dad, if you come, if you come for us, you know, you'll never see him again. Because, you know, the media ridiculed me for... He's literally talking about how his fucking parents, his black parents went to college. And because they went to college, other niggers hated on like just over and over and over. He's just airing out these petty, ridiculous, redundant, retarded, non-existent black grievances. Getting the house next door to Kim to see my children. And they even said that I was stalking her and her new boyfriend because I bought All the house next him. door. Now to back see my to children. him and his nigger kids. And I, that's that's how I knew that that uh, that my mom had said that to him. I said, Dad, you know, they moved us to one of the most dangerous, agreed upon to be one of the most dangerous places in the world. You know, man, it's like one thing about the African is that like it's really ingrained uh, in them genetically to blame everything but themselves. Yes, like they, they're they incapable have... of even understanding a connection. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, 100% white too, where they are absolutely incapable of ever having any, like, uh, what's that introspective thought? Like, any self reflection, like, oh, maybe I'm the one that's fucked up here. No, right. that's impossible. It's anything but that. Anything but that. Right. Even if it's their mom or their kids or their brother or their best friend, they will pass the book on to anything but themselves. Anything. And, and, and voodoo is, is the materialization of that, right? Of that genetic disposition. Damn, hold on a second. Son of a bitch. It's a hot take, uh, huh? See, that was got a very, phased. That was a very <laughs> phased hot take. Him. I did like that, but at the same time, I got I seen like my uh, donations jumped way up. Who's doing that? Yeah, you got another the dono here oh, from Bitcoin fan. Shout out to Bitcoin fan. Uh, Bitcoin fan, thank you very much, brother. He says, we need a base Fashcroft to say no niggers in a white union strike. Yeah, man, uh, it's funny you say that... Uh, Bitcoiner fan, because I would actually like to see a white strike organized. I think it would be incredibly hard. I don't know even how to begin something like that, but I would participate uh, if that was to be a thing. Um, I would love to see it. But uh, racial, um, uh, the mixing of races, right? The breaking down of racial homogeneity is a uh, a union breaker, right? It's a union busting uh, tactic, right? There was even some, I've talked about right. this before, there was some uh, leaked emails from like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or some one of those things where they were talking about um, injecting Somalis into the workforce to break racial solidarity, racial solidarity to keep the workers from unionizing because they knew that uh, disparate races will not uh, collectivize and work together. They know that. So, uh, yeah. Racial uh, uh, mixing, right? The mixing of races and, and, and clashing of cultures is the number one destroyer of social cohesion. 100%. Thank you very much yeah. for the 25 bucks, brother. What are you going to say, Akila? Jews did this. This was the main way that they broke down our unions through, like, you know, uh, just union breaking tactics and stuff like that. It is the main union breaking tactic since, like, the beginning of them getting enough power to attack the unions through, like, you know, uh, like being mobsters and, and, and gangsters and stuff. So, you know, that goes right. Like, like Jack Ruby, all that shit, right. Connects to Mossad. Like you go on and on with that, but yeah, that's the method. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack Handy. Thank you very much, brother. He says, Nick Fuentes literally worships Kanye West. Yes. He would absolutely blow that nigger. 100%. Uh, he, he, I mean, he would fucking, 
he would be giddy. He would be happy as a fucking faggot in a dick farm <laughs> to, to shake the hand of that fucking disgusting Negro. Uh, Bitcoiner fan, I also see your uh, Odyssey link there. Uh, poll anthem. Uh, we'll play that. Uh, we'll play that right before the break. I can't put it in the break because I've got all this shit already preset up, but we will play it before the break. Uh, thank you very much, brother. Let's finish this off. We only got like three or four minutes and then we'll get on to it. Uh, I said, Dad, why didn't you ever, why'd you never come to get us? And that's when he told me, that's when he told me that she was told that. You know, there's so many things that are put in Kim's head. You know, they bring influencers. Like, no one ever knew where Corey Gamble came from. No one in the fashion world knows where Gabby came from. These people were practically made in a laboratory, in my opinion. <laughs> and one of the things oh, that they're starts talking about really good at and doing shit. is Jesus. being nice and it's being so. likable. And what they do is, for people that have some form of influence, whether it's an educated black woman like my mother that became the head of the English department at Chicago State University, or whether it's the most influential uh, white woman on the planet, being my ex-wife, they have people that are around them at what all times telling them what to be afraid of. It's like not what to do or say specifically, it's what to be afraid of. And if you have a person that isn't afraid of them, you know, like a Russell Brand or yeah. Candace Owens. Right. Or, it's not that we have to agree right. no. with this, but they're not afraid. They're not afraid to state what their opinion is. Yes. Everyone, no one is God, and everyone has an opinion. So, yeah, so there you have it. That entire fucking 13 minute segment, about 13 seconds of it was actually about white people. So, once again, I feel as though I was vindicated in my assessment that this was all a fucking stunt, a slap in the face of white people, and just another way for these motherfucking niggers to co-opt white emotions into a black grievance. Yep. Well, that's, uh, that's the best take. A lot of people are calling that a net positive in the last few days, and I just no don't see it. Way. There ain't no fucking thing positive about it. Uh, no. what is going on on Shing? Shing, what's up, y'all? 200 viewers on Shing? What the fuck? Hell yeah, boy. What's up, Shing? Uh, thank you all very much for being what's up, here. Shing? Jesus. Uh, good looking out. Glad to have you all here. Uh, somebody else was saying something in here that I thought I wanted to respond to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Flannel, what's the gifts in go to? Uh, Mr. Flannel posted a Gibson Go. What's that for? If you tell me what it's for, maybe I can uh, talk about it a little bit. But I don't want to just put out some rando Gibson Go. Let me know what it's for, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. All right, let's watch. Uh, let's watch this uh, video from Bitcoiner fan, and then we're gonna go to break, guys. Let's see what we got here. Uh, boom, boom. Good find on the fucking uh, Kanye video, by the way, too. That was lightning fast. Pretty fucking. What is the name of this? The Pole Anthem? 
they call this the pole or something. I've heard this a fucking ton of times in like videos and shit. Yeah, I don't, I've heard it before too. I don't know anything about it. Though. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. It's like a little like trap or dubstep remix of a old marching song or something like that. Yeah. Mean man says I hate the anti-crew. What's up, mean man? I ain't seen you around in a while. What's up, mean man? 2017 vibes, yeah. Wait, I like this that. Is funny. What? Why are you playing this? <laughs> Somebody asked me too. Bitcoiner sent uh, 25 bucks in and put the link. Oh, okay. So I figured, huh? I figured that's fuck. <laughs> oh, I thought out of nowhere you were just taking this, a break. I'll play this <laughs> motherfucker uh, all night if motherfuckers <laughs> play it a couple times. <laughs> or keep sending fucking money to play it. I like this song. I like the uh, the Ouroboros thing there. The almost incomplete infinity sign there. Almost looks like an Ouroboros. Space. Yeah, but this does just kind of keep doing the same thing over and over again. Me man, you still uh, you still streaming and shit, bro? Are you over here on Odyssey now? Or are you still on D Live? Real meth net of hours. All right, there we have it, guys. We are gonna go to break, and on the other side of the break, we are gonna talk about the motherfucking zebra killings. We will see y'all in just a minute. I hope y'all enjoyed that first hour doing current thing, man. Uh, on the second half, we're going to get into some some nigger serial killers. One of my favorite subjects, guys. Thank you all very much for being here. We will be right back.
are back. Sorry, guys. I uh, don't have my little thing, man. Damn it. You know, I had to redo all my stream labs, so now I missed my transition, my little the Eagle's Nest shield. And I also used the old intro, so I'm going to have to clean all that shit up for the next show. But, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the break. That song, I believe, is the White Hot Takes. I can't. I don't know who it is, uh, but it's called I Want to Be Segregated. And if anybody wants that song, uh, just DM me on Telegram. And I can send you the the raw file. Uh, I don't have a way to share like a link to it here, uh, but I can share the raw file. And uh, guys, Tuber was a little uh, tired, man. He said he had a long day. He has uh, taken off. He said to tell y'all all have a great night and don't miss the show tomorrow. He's got the midday show coming on tomorrow. So I believe it is White Hot Takes Jeff Goldblum. I believe you're right. Uh, so yeah, don't miss Tuber's show tomorrow midday. I can't remember exactly what time he said, but I'm assuming it's around uh, noonish, eleven. To noon somewhere in there uh so yeah but he will not be uh joining us for the second half but we do have brother akila you made it back correct absolutely did we miss it racial greetings hell yeah uh all right uh, yeah it is a good song all right guys so on the second half here we're going to talk about the zebra killings have you heard about this uh brother akila well i have but i'm about to learn a whole bunch because i don't i do not know much about it I'm going to live react to your education. So the, the, um, I guess I should say like the, uh, origin story to this here. I'm just going to have the guys. So you don't tell me that the, the stream is mute or the video is muted. I know the video is muted. I'm just going to let that run in the background there for a bit. Uh, the origin of these killings is what's really interesting to me, right? Uh, there's no surprise about, uh, niggers killing, but it is, you know, one of those things how I've always said, the Negro serial killer. All niggers are serial killers, right? That's my bit. All niggers are serial killers because every nigger knows someone who has murdered multiple people, right? And they, and they knew them while they were murdering people and they didn't say anything. Ergo, by default, all niggers are serial killers, right? Uh, you know, like, in my opinion, if you are living in the house with a pedophile, you know he's a pedophile, you know they're abusing children and you do nothing or say nothing, you're by proxy a pedophile, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. Their, competitive, their evolutionary competitive strategy is against the individual. Yep. So they're all capable of just killing and killing multiple people. Hey, Bitcoiner, uh, thank you very much for being here. It sucks you're leaving now because it's just about to get uh, good. We're about to really talk about some wild stuff here. Uh, but thank you very much for being here, uh, Bitcoiner. And thank you very much for all your, your donos, man. I greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, so, yeah, um... And like I've said before, the, the, in my personal humble opinion, the um, proliferation of the white serial killer uh, uh, panic was perpetrated to, to uh, distract from the scourge of crime that was about to be unleashed on our country by the desegregation of this country, right? Once they desegregated this country and... Um, unleashed the negro menace onto our populace they knew they fucking knew that shit was about to hit the fan so they had to they had to do something to to uh distract white people from the crime wave that was about to ensue on our country so right in the fucking right about the you know mid 60s early 70s all of a sudden all of these serial killers pop up but here we have a case of some Negro serial killers that you never heard of, right? Killed more, possibly, than any other serial killer operating at the time. This group did. 
uh, but you've never really heard of them. You've never heard of them. Only our guys, and, and it's funny, it's fucking hilarious because only our guys and black power niggers have talked about this, right? There's either a celebration or a condemnation about this, depending on which side you take it from, right? But this all yeah. started, uh, this all ties itself back into Malcolm X, funnily mm. enough, and uh, the Nation of Islam split. So this is a, these killings were perpetrated by a cult. Uh, a Muslim cult that went by the name of the Death Angels, the Muslim Death Angels. Uh, they they were a cult, an uh, offshoot of the Nation of Islam, devoted to murdering white people. That was their entire fucking uh, bit, right? Their thing was specifically to murder white people. Uh, it, can, it had uh, old Nation of Islam, defunct Nation of Islam members who first left uh, Nation of Islam and then went to... Um, they like I think some of these guys individually actually followed Malcolm X away from the Nation of Islam and into what they called the Black Muslims, and then they ended up leaving the Black Muslims because they became uh, obsessed with this Yakub, right? They be, they were like followers of the the Yakub uh, thing. We'll get into that in just a minute. So. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, cult, uh, Nation of Islam cult devoted to murdering white people active in the 70s consisted of defunct N Nation of Islam members who were indoctrinated, indoctrinated into believing that whites were blue-eyed devils and grafted snakes, a malevolent race that, according to the Nation of Islam, was created thousands of years ago by a black leader scientist by the name of Yakub. Uh, so just for anybody, I'm going to put this on pause. Let's pull up some Yakub here for anybody. For anybody who just doesn't know about Yakub, I know we've all heard about it, but let's actually, uh, get this nigger up here and let's see, uh, what Yakub is all about. Um, so here this is... This shit is fascinating. COINTELPRO was around that time, around these groups. Yeah. So you gotta be, you gotta be thinking that the FBI and, and, and these types of... Uh, American Gladio. Institutions ...were very conscious of this, right? American Gladio, exactly. American Gladio, brother. A hundred fucking exactly. percent. This is an American Gladio operation. A hundred fucking percent, dude. Uh, so, um, Yakub is... Uh, originated with the writings of Will of Wallace Farad Muhammad in the 1930s, uh, or was he born in the 1930s? No, he arrived in Detroit. Yeah, so this is around the 1930s. He arrived in Detroit and started preaching this shit. One of the founders of the Nation of Islam, uh, developed by his successor Elijah Muhammad in several writings, the most full chapter entitled uh, "Most Fully in a Chapter Called the Making of the Devil." Yakub is to have been said to have been born in Mecca at a time when 30% of the original black people were dissatisfied. He was a member of the Meccan branch of the tribe of Shabazz. Yakub acquired the name Big Head because of his unusually large head and his arrogance. At the age of six, he discovered the law of attraction and repulsion by playing with magnets made of steel. <laughs> That's why you always hear niggers like Eddie Griffin and Terrence Howard like talking about the law of attraction and what's the, the the movie The Secret and visualizing the future like it's just all part of this ridiculous nigger shit. Uh, insight. This insight led to the creation. Uh, this insight led to his plan to create a new people. He saw an unlike human being uh, made to attract others who could, with the knowledge of tricks and lies, rule the original black man. By the age of eighteen, he had exhausted. All knowledge in the universities of Mecca. He then 
discovered that the original black man contained a black germ and a brown germ. With 59,999 followers, he went to the Isle of Argenia, which Muhammad identifies with Patmos. Once there, he established a despotic regime and set about breeding out the black traits, killed all darker babies, and created a brown race after 200 years. Yakub died at age 152, and his followers carried on his work. After 600 years of deliberate eugenics, the white race was created. The brutal conditions of creation <laughs> determined the evil nature of the new white race. By lying to the black mother of the baby, the lie, this lie. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on, I lost my notes here. The brutal nature of the creation determined at by... At least he was a fascist. Like, yeah, by lying, yeah, by lying to the black mother of the baby, this lie was born into the very nature of the white baby. And murder for the black people was also born into them or made by nature a liar and a murderer. So Yakub, this big brain nigger here, uh, through years of genetic uh, manipulation, created white people. He bred the black out of black people and created white people. And his manipulation was so evil that it bred evil and murder and lying into white folks. So that's what these people believed. All right. That's, uh, this is the vein of Islam they chose to follow. All right. Uh, the the nice. death angels. Yeah. Totally rational, totally, yeah. totally reasonable uh, you Tol know, yeah. set of I mean, beliefs. Yeah. yeah, it follows, right? It all tracks. <laughs> it all tracks well, right? <laughs> so uh, let's get on into uh, their their uh, their structure here. Um, so Yakub, who was reported to have created the white race, we went through all that. Uh, Yakub's doctrine, among other things, caused splits amongst the nation of Islam. Malcolm X rejected the story, while Louis Farrakhan continues to assert that it's true. Each member of the black, or I'm sorry, the Death Angels Muslim cult was ordered to kill four white children or five white women or nine white men to be awarded their certified wings as angels. So that's, that's how you had to become, that's what you had to do to become a member of the Death Angels, right? Uh, now, Keep in mind, like, not that this makes it any better. You don't have to do all of those, right? It's one or it's one of those options, right? You either kill four white kids to get your wings, or four or five white women, or nine white men. All right? Any one of those options. If you do that, you get your wings. And when the FBI raided these motherfuckers, when they finally one of the guys snitched, right? Because we'll get into all that. One of the guys ended up snitching because they put out these super like rudimentary sketches and the nigger freaked out right he was like oh that's me and just went down and started ratting on himself the cops didn't even know who this nigger was he just went down and started snitching on himself and all of his buddies but uh <laughs> so they, sorry did you did you say that lewis farrakhan uh believed it and malcolm x didn't yes so that's pretty crazy so yeah. I don't, I, I'd be interested to know if he's still yeah, on that so shit that's the way i understand yeah I, yeah farrakhan i think is still a yakub guy uh, well. So the way I understand this from all this, so I've listened to podcasts about this. I've read these different, uh, 
what was the one that I got these one notes from? Uh, Criminal Minds, uh, fandom.com, uh, and uh, Wikipedia, and actually American Renaissance did a great bit on it too. We're going to be taking a lot of stuff from there. I got three or four different sites that I'm taking these notes from to get like a full picture of everything that's going on, right? Uh, but in some of the podcasts I was listening to um, and, and different things, the way I understand it is these guys originally went uh, and broke up. This, this and, and I'm not, I don't, I'm still not sure if it was these specific guys or if they're, when they're talking about this, they're just talking about the Death Angels in general. But either way, the Death Angels, we'll just say it like that. The Death Angels, I believe, split off from the Nation of Islam and went with Malcolm X at first because he was radical, right? He was militant. He was about action, you know, by any means necessary and all that shit, right? So they, they liked that vein of, of, of radical niggerism, right? So they went with uh, Malcolm X, but they still followed the doctrine of the Yakubian shit, right? They still believed in Yakub and, and all this shit, and Malcolm X didn't. So they ended up splitting from both the Nation of Islam and Malcolm X, and they just became their own thing, right? They, so they took a little bit of both, right? They took the radical, militant uh, shit from Malcolm X, and the crazy Yakub shit from the Nation of Islam and, and made this cult called the Death Angels. And they had started a moving company, funny enough, right? Remember the Jews and urban movers or whatever it was, right? When they blew up the buildings on 9-11, right? Wouldn't well, the Jews have a fake moving company as well? I just thought that was kind of a co uh, funny coincidence there. Uh, these niggers started a, a moving company called... Um, uh, Black self-help moving and storage. Uh, and it was 100% just a front for their, their murder ring, right? They would go there. They would make all these plans. That's where the police found the pictures of these people on the wall with angel wings drawn around them, right? Uh, and the angel wings drawn around them meant that they had either killed, once again, uh, four white children, uh, five white women, or nine white men. Right, and they found several. Uh, I think it was seven. See, there's seven. Yeah, I think it was seven people that had wings around them. So, I mean, if you do the math there, uh, just in those, uh, the people with wings is is, you know, dozens of people. Yeah, maybe dozens up to fifty, right? Uh, well, uh, more sixty, seventy. Well, yeah, that's the the actual murders. Uh, attributed to these this group is in the 70s i think 73 okay. uh yeah it gets real wild um they could only actually pin them down to like uh i think 17 or 18 of them but that's what they charged them with right but after they charged them and convicted them they started finding all these other murders throughout you know throughout the the 70s they're like oh this was these niggers too use the same gun same mo same van same you know what i mean all the same shit so yeah right. uh up, upwards of 70 um, murders, right? So, yeah, that's how they got their wings. Uh, that's where he was at, right? Four white children, five white women, or nine white men. They were awarded their wings that certified them as an angel. That meant a, f a photograph of the member was taken, and two wings were drawn on the neck and black ballpoint pen. The picture was then placed on a board along with portraits of other angels, and the board was displayed during group meetings. Sometimes a photograph of the murderer was requested as proof According to Anthony Harris, in, in, in October 1970, I'm sorry, Jesus. In October 1973, there were at least 15 death angels in California who were displayed on that board. Shit, excuse me. Wow. Way more than seven. 
So let's do it. Let's do let's do some small some quick math here. So what if we had 15 times just four, right? So what's that? Uh, just say that's just the which would be the worst. No, huh? 60. 60. 60. Yeah, and that's just the children. That would be the worst case scenario because that means they killed all children, which it wasn't. So we know this is all. I don't think they killed any children. So this was all either men or women. So it's either even higher than that. Right. Yeah, that's so, right. Be like at least between sixty and something like one forty, one fifty. Yeah. At the most, uh, if they only killed, if they killed nine men, right. So here we go. Uh, indeed, the attorney general's office had secure had secretly compiled a list of forty five murders which had taken place throughout the state. All the victims were white, and all the known suspects were linked to the Black Muslim movement. Nonetheless, the Death Angels group rose to prominence between nineteen seventy three and seventy four. Uh, I'm sorry, nonetheless, the Death Angels group, because there were many of these all throughout the country. This wasn't just this one. This was just the one that got busted. So who knows how many fucking white people have been killed by these fucking niggers, and we don't even know, right? Because, you know, when we get into this, you'll see that they were killing, like, homeless people, right? They'll just drive by and kill a junkie. You know what I mean? People who nobody cares about, right? And, and, but they're always white. Or, or who they assume to be white, right? Who they assume to be white. Uh yeah. Nonetheless, the Death, Angels, the Death Angels group that rose to prominence between 1973 and 74 was the one in San Francisco headquartered at the Black Self-Help Moving, Storage, Moving and Storage Company. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the one I was just telling you all about a minute ago. Uh, it was run by a Nation of Islam member named Thomas Manny and employed by many, and, and employed, it employed many of the Death Angels. The core members in, included Manuel Moore, Larry Green, Jesse Lee Cooks, J.C.X. Simon, and Anthony Harris. They all attended Muhammad's Temple, number 26, on Gary Street. All right. So there is that. Let me get over here to these other notes real quick. And we're going to get right into the zebra killings themselves. Uh, I'm going to fucking just take off on these. Um, and here in a minute, uh, as I get through this first murder, we're going to switch videos. And I've got some timestamps in these other videos. But let me get over here and see what's going on in the chat. Let me... Uh, Just the accent alone makes it a golden opportunity. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, boom. Uh, thank you very much, Chain Reaction. He says, $1 for each eye I didn't even know Fash had. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bitcoiner, I just saw this. It says, it used to be the swastika, but YouTube banned, banned it, and the Ouroboros was made for YouTube. Oh, right on that symbol. Okay, right on. That is a badass symbol, though. I like it. All right, so uh, let's get over. Let me check Shane real quick. Let me check Shane. All right, nobody really saying that, Shane. 235 watches. Oh, God. Shane's still on the break somehow. Shane's all fucked up. I don't know what's going on over there. Anyways, all right, let's get back to it. Uh, Boom. Actually, let me take a drink real quick before I start reading all this shit. Let me take a drink real quick, guys, and I'll start reading. Yeah, once I start reading, brother, if you want me to stop, just holler out and I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, just go get after it, bud. The fucking right. honorable, honorable Elijah Muhammad. What a piece of shit that guy was. Yeah, what a, what a despicable Negro. Mm. I'm pretty sure he's probably half Jew, too. Yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's fucking dude. Look at man. Yeah, he's a lot of people. Yeah, probably yeah. half Jew. Probably have to, for sure. Uh, Malcolm X, of course, got a lot of white in him, or maybe you do, too. 
Yeah, he he one hundred percent had a, a white mom or some shit like that, white or Jewish mom. Yeah, he is not a full blood Negro. You got to remember, full blood Negroes are black. Yeah, black. Like oh yeah, fucking... I, I've been to Africa. I've seen that Oof. shit. Like un, uncannily black. Like holy yeah. shit. Like most of the Negroes you see have like some white admixture in them. Uh, them, them caramel niggers, like, but uh, an actual like Negro that are black. There's no mistaking it. All right, mm. where are we at here? Uh, all right. So here's where it starts off. On the evening, the first these are so the first murders. Uh, in my opinion, I couldn't really get a, a handle on which one come first. It was either these murders here, or this uh this guy that got killed in his uh convenience store. Because different things I've, I've, I've like watched and, and read and listened to have have positioned them uh, differently, but most of them most of them get this as the first one here uh, okay. on the evening of October twentieth, nineteen seventy three. Thirty year old Richard Haig and his twenty year old wife Quita were strolling down Telegraph Hill, barely a block from their home. When a white van pulled up beside them, three black men emerged, and one pointed a gun at them and ordered them into the van. Quita ran off, but the man grabbed Richard, thinking there was thinking their intention was just to rob them, and then they would be let go. Quita cooperated and came back. The blacks threw them both into the floor of the van and tied their hands behind them. Richard thought that Quita was about to be raped and tried to like fight him off. Right, he tried to fight them off, and um. They fucked him up. They, like, beat him with a machete, uh, cu cut his face and hands and shit all up. They thought he was dead. He stopped moving. They thought he was dead. Uh, and then they cut the cut uh, his wife's... They almost cut her head off, right? Uh, one of the cops said... Uh, this is quotes from some of the cops here. Here's a quote from the cops. says, I have been in the department for 10 years. I've seen knives, knifings, shootings, beatings, strangulations, pretty much any way you can kill a person. I've seen it done. But I've never seen anything like the wounds that cut through that young woman. It really took your breath away. Uh, and another quote was, There were wounds across her face, shoulders, chest, and torso. That meant the killers attacked her while she was on her back, and there was tearing of the cuts, which meant she was struggling and trying to twist away from the blade as it came down on her. Uh, there was no se Here's another one. There was no sexual assault. Her husband's wallet was stolen, but there was almost no money in it. Even if the robbery had been the motive, the killers would have just tried to uh, silence them. They could have used their guns, but they didn't, which means they didn't want to just kill them. They wanted to mutilate them. These are uh, quotes from the police there. <clears throat> um, the killers were content to slash Richard's face and neck a few times and leave him for dead, but he did survive and needed more than 200 stitches and several surgeries. Uh, so that was the first uh, killing. Uh, then 10 days later... Here, let me play this real quick. Uh, I don't know if this one has the audio to it. I might have to use the other one. So here is actually a news report from uh, the time. This is the actual news report. Come to the first officer's aid. Three other men in the van with the shooting victim were arrested on... 25th and... Here it is. Al Dale, I would... Standing about 50 to 60 yards from the corner of 25th and Minnesota. This is the area where police found the young woman laying in a pool of blood. They don't know much about the killing except that sometime around 10 o'clock last night, the couple was walking down a street in the North Beach area.
they were abducted by three men at gunpoint, forced into a car and brought here. The woman's throat was... That's the fucking pool of blood where they cut her throat. This is, this is the actual news report from the time, from when it happened. Cut. The man was hit several times over the head with what police describe as a large bladed object. He was left for dead, but he managed to walk back up to the roadway where he flagged down a motorist who took him to the nearest police station. He remains in serious condition tonight at a local San Francisco hospital. This is a puzzling murder for San Francisco police because it was almost execution-like. They call it an isolated incident, but the investigation remains undercover and police will say nothing more. Bob Jimenez, Channel 4 News. Keita and Richard Haig oh. left their Chestnut Street home around 9 o'clock for an evening stroll when two neatly dressed men approached the young couple. A night of terror which left the 28-year-old woman the victim of a vicious murder had begun. The Hags were forced at gunpoint into a van driven by a third man. Richard Haig was struck unconscious and when he came to, his wife was lying dead beside him. Passersby took the bleeding, incoherent man to the nearest police station. When police returned to the scene at 25th... And that's some evil shit. You know those diggers did that on purpose, right? That's a torture tactic. That's a torture tactic, right? To, to, to render him helpless and kill his wife in front of him. And when he, rem and when he, come, when he regains consciousness, he's just got his dead wife next to him. Yeah. Right, that is that is psychological torture. That is that is demonic shit right there. Those niggers did that on purpose. That was no accident. Absolutely, it's fucking. In Minnesota sick. streets, they found the body, hands tied behind the back, the throat slit almost completely through. Homicide inspectors can offer no explanations. Money was not the motive, as the Hags had only a few dollars between them. Boom, and there you have it. So that's the first murder. Uh, somebody says, uh. Flaucus, if send me a link, because we just watched that entire interview and I didn't see him name the Jew. I didn't see him name the Jew. I actually specifically called him out for not naming the Jew when he says these people who who made us, who called us black and and, and made us and named us as a race, they the one. He didn't say Jewish people. He wasn't talking about. If he was going to name the Jew, he should have named the Jew. But if you do have a clip, send it to me. We'll play it. I just don't think he actually named the Jew. I could be wrong though. Uh, he's talking about Kanye West. All right, so let's get back yeah. to the uh, thing. Let me get back to my yeah. Con Kanye West context for who 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 his enemy is is the same as these people that did these killings. That's his pedigree. Realize that, right? Yeah. Hundred uh, <clears> percent. <throat> All right. All right, so let's get back over here to, uh, okay, 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 bless with your face. Okay, here we go. All right, 10 days later, yeah, all right, here we go, we're back at it. 10 days later, Francis Rose, age 28, was driving to class at the University of California Extension Campus when a black man flagged her down. Uh, when she stopped, he jumped in the passenger seat and unloaded four twenty-two caliber bullets into her, killing her instantly. The killer headed down Laguna Street and turned on to Hate. <clears throat> uh, once again, Hate Ashbury, right there in that fucking area where we always talk about. Right mm -hmm. there in that fucking area where we always talk about where Jolly West was in operation with his little flop house and his fucking clinic and all of that shit. 
very, very astro, a lot, lot of astroturf yeah, around that area. Yeah, a lot of of uh, government uh, fuckery going on in that area at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if this really ties back into uh, that kind of stuff, but uh, I do think this has a real, real uh, strong. American Gladio implications. It really does. It, it stinks of it to me. It just stinks of yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, if if nothing else, you know, these people are being surveilled. And so they're, they're at minimum being enabled, like, or allowed to do these things. Right? And if it's not, even, even if it's not directly, like, they're being surveilled, like, directly while they do it or their movements being watched, it's like they're, the authorities are aware of these organizations, aware of their existence, aware of their existence in those neighborhoods specifically because it's, there's, like, CIA and FBI and stuff like w- w- that we know has like roots in that area, right? And so it's, it's just impossible that it's not, you know, on some level, you know, talk about green lit, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. So there's an awareness, right? And so they will, they'll let it happen. It's it's even if it emerges organically, they'll guide it, steer it, let it happen, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because it's in their interest. Yep. Right, terrorizing whites and terrorizing white communities is is in the interest of of these people, of the authority. You know, and I mean, if you look at the media too, if you look at the reporter, both reporters, neither were, were white. You know, um, San Francisco is a place where it's very diverse, like extremely diverse. So, you know, back then the white populations were at were at risk. You know, even then, seventies, sixties. Yeah. All right, so uh, a patrol car cruising down hate spotted a match, uh, patted the man down, found his revolver, and arrested him. This man's name was Jesse Lee Cooks. I think I have a picture of Mr. Jesse Lee Cooks. Uh, copy. So this is, look at this cockeyed nigger, huh? I mean, he looks exactly what you would expect him to look like. <clears throat> there he is. There's that old caca. There's Mr. Jesse Lee Cooks right there. So this is the guy we're talking about right now. All right. Uh, his name was Jesse Lee Cooks. Uh, already a criminal with convictions, uh, with felony convictions, a history of violence, and, and a history of violent crimes. He had been paroled from San Quentin the previous June after serving seven and a half years sentence for bank robbery. According to a fellow prisoner who had known him, Cook liked to talk about violent daydreams uh, and his plans to someday raid a white orphanage and take all the little white kids by their feet and swing them like baseball bats and smash their brains against the wall. This is the shit he would talk about to his buddies. On another occasion, he talked about his fantasy of raiding a hospital where, quote, old white people live. You know, man. One of those places they just sit around all day slobbering all over themselves. I'd like to just go through a place like that and off all of them. Every one of the old motherfuckers. Use a blade and really hack them up. Kind of like he hacked these people up that we just got through talking Holy about. fuck. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's this. And this is the nigger they let back out onto the streets. Yeah. So So if you got, you know. It's, it's, it's concerning when you have, like, so many, um, you know, blacks working in, you know, senior care these days and daycares and stuff. It's scary, man. Yeah. Uh, so after catching <clears throat> Mr. Cook, after catching Mr. Cook, they find out that he had just raped a woman a week before that, and they connected him to that, all right? Uh, mm-hmm. 
So it says they did not learn that for a long time that he had been the main instigator of the attack on the Hagues, right? So this is at this time they had him arrested on this shooting and a rape, but they didn't know he was involved in, in the black Muslim terror cult yet. Uh, so this goes on and uh, four weeks pass. And then November 25th, Sammy Arakat, age 53, was opening Arakat's family grocery store. So this is the this is the one they got wrong, right? This guy was Jordanian, right? He was from Jordan. He was a, uh, a immigrant that had opened a store here, but he just kind of appeared to be white, right? And everybody called him Sammy, uh, but it was his his name was like uh, I don't have it here in my notes. His name was like Samazah. It was some weird Jordanian name, right? It wasn't Sammy, right? Everybody just called him Sammy because Sammy was easier to pronounce than his actual name. Uh, but a black man entered the store, drew a gun, and ordered him into the bathroom in the back of the store, tied him up, and uh, shot him in the back of the head. Before leaving, he cleaned out the safe, which only had 1,300 bucks in it. Uh, but because he, the dude had his hands tied up, the, the police didn't tie it into these other murders, right? They just thought it was a robbery, right? Because he was in the bathroom, tied up, they took the safe. So they didn't tie it immediately to these other uh murders right but you know once again uh it was a black guy reported same mo but they just thought it was a robbery at this time it's the fucking 70s they hadn't put together that all these things were connected yet uh so uh 16 days later a witness saw one or two black men approaching a 26 year old heroin addict see this is what i was telling you about earlier how they were just killing uh any white people they could find right homeless junkies businessman or even gonna, they even targeted some politicians at one point uh yeah so um yeah 16 days later witnesses say one or two black men approached 26 year old paul danik a heroin addict at a public telephone booth and shot him point blank range there was no altercation no robbery and the crime lab made a significant discovery the 32 caliber that had struck danik was fired from the same gun used on salim that was his name salim not sammy salim was his name Used on Salim Arakat. So now they're starting to, to kind of tie these together, right? They're like, hey, this is the same fucking gun that killed the, the sand nigger down the street that they thought was white. Uh, so, so here with the killing of this guy, Paul Danik, they start to kind of start to see that there's a pattern emerging. Pattern emerging. Then 26 days later, uh, Art Agnos, a local politician, uh, was meeting with someone at like sundown. Uh, talking with some chick on the sidewalk, and uh, he says, this is his own statements. This guy uh, live, lived through this. He says, uh, I heard two loud bangs, which at first I thought were firecrackers, and felt what seemed to be someone bumping into me. And when I turned around, the woman had run away, and I saw two black men standing there. As I started to run, I felt the pain and felt the warmness running uh, down my back and the blood soaking through my shirt. Uh, he ran to help and survived. Uh, 15 years later, he would end up being the mayor of San Francisco. Art Agnos was his name. Uh, that wow. same night, that same night, remember, this is a cell. This is a group of people working together, right? Uh, Marita Digamorallo, uh, some Italian name. I'm probably butchering the fuck out of that. Uh, was waiting for her boyfriend. Uh, she was walking down Divisadero Street. Uh, a black man uh, shoved her into a doorway of a barber shop. Uh, she screamed, and he fired three bullets into her. A witness called an ambulance, but she was pronounced dead at the hospital. 
uh, her boyfriend. <laughs> Maybe this is why this nigger was able to get so close to her to push her into, uh, because this was a white woman. All of their victims, except for the one Arab, was white. Uh, so uh, that's probably why the black guy was able to get so close to her, because she had a black cocaine-dealing boyfriend. Shit. Jesus. Uh, yeah, um... So after this, they uh, started to offer reward to catch the killers. Uh, the reward was calculated to appeal to the ghetto dwellers. He thought most likely to know something. It was a five thousand dollar reward or three ounces of pure cocaine. So this, <laughs> the, the 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 fucking the nigger drug dealer put out a five thousand dollar or a cocaine reward on the streets uh, after this, and, and the police didn't arrest him. Right, no, let's not arrest this nigger for offering three ounces of cocaine to someone to solve a murder. We'll just let him do it. Just let it ride. Yeah, my help. My help. You know, never know. Uh, yeah, so then um, they also tied the Agnos gun and the Digamorlo gun to uh, Aracat and uh, Danik. Right, so now they're starting to see that all of these are tied together. Another week passed, and then on December 20th, 81-year-old uh, Ilario Bertuccio was walking home from his job at a local 7-Up bottling plant when a black man approached him from the other direction with no warning, fired four bullets into him, and ran into a getaway car. Bertuccio? Uh, Bertuzzi, I think is his name. Bertuzzi died almost instantly. I'm so terrible with these Italian names. Uh, terrible. The terrible crime, not your pronunciation. Yeah, uh, it's awful, man. Yeah. Um, oh, dude. And then the 32 caliber shell casings and shells found, or uh, projectiles found in the body, once again, matched up to the other ones. Uh, and they're starting to uh, put detectives on this full time, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They uh, put detectives Guilford and Sanders onto the case full time, investigating them as uh, connected, right? In in investigating all these crimes as from the same perpetrator. Uh, two days later, um, on December 22nd, the killer struck again, killing 19 year old Neil Moynihan. <clears throat> he was carrying a teddy bear he had just bought a as a Christmas present for his little sister. He was gunned My down goodness. by a stranger. Witnesses were unsure of the killer's race, but claimed they were certain the man was black because he ran like a black man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking love it. Uh, so at this time, right now, when all this starts happening, um, uh, right about this time, they started doing... Uh, uh, they, they, they designated... This is how it got the, the term zebra killers, right? They designated a specific police frequency to, to cover these crimes, right? Because they were happening so often and they were so sporadic and they wanted to be able to, to, to act on them immediately. So they dedicated an entire police radio frequency to just these crimes and it was, it was frequency Z, right? So that's where the zebra killings started. Uh, that's where they got the name the zebra killings. But they okay. were also, uh, what they did was <clears throat> they started... Um, they started uh, a policy, I guess you want to say. They started a policy where they were uh, booking niggers, right? In San Francisco, if you were a nigger that looked suspicious, they were going to pull you over and question you. And if you, if you passed questioning, they gave you a card, 
right? Like a, 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 you're a good nigger card, right? They would give you the good nigger card and you would be okay. And if they came up to harass you again, they, you would show them that I'm a good nigger card and they would carry on. And this caused a huge fucking stir. Uh, let me see if this is the, let me see right here. That's a great policy. That's a, it's, a, it's a good introduction policy to getting them the fuck out of here. Let me find this thing here. Here, I got it over here. Yeah, imagine okay. police like still did like actual police work. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, here we go. Okay, let me get this pulled up. I've got timestamps for this that I want to watch a couple timestamps, and then we're going to knock the rest of this uh, article out. Um, Night Nation, are you in the chat? Night Nation, how much longer do I got? God damn, I think he goes live in like 10 minutes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, why'd I do that? All right, we already saw this one. Let me get my timestamps so. up. We've already saw this. Uh, what do we got here at 358? 253. Okay, so yeah, this is actually pretty good to watch. This is like just some white folks uh, from the time talking about, you know, the zebra killings and shit right here. Not come out at night. Not come out. I will not come out at night. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Akila? I will not come out at night. Remember yeah. how we've been talking about sundown towns? Right. Remember how we've been talking about sundown towns and how they're, once again, another lie? And the real sundown towns only, only per, pertain to white people, right? Sundown towns mm -hmm. in this country are only a thing for white people. And that's always been the case. That has always been the fucking case. Sundown towns, no-go zones... Are, are, are for white people in this country, right? This is in the 1970s, and you got this poor old man saying he won't even go outside at night. Unbelievable. That's because San Francisco in the 1970s was a fucking sundown town for white people. Because we had too many bad experiences. You don't. He's had too many black experiences. He just didn't want to. He says bad, but he meant to say black experiences. I've had too many black experiences. He's not scared to go outside because some white guy's going to gun him down at random. That's not why he's scared. Walk around here at night. No, no, no. That's pretty fucking say, crazy. That's my husband was in the hospital. I took a taxi home. And I live just two blocks away. Well, we were planning on moving anyway. So we uh, are now. That's a gay bitch from it's, the uh, 70s. It's to be pretty rough, I think. Uh, and I do. I, I am out late at night because I go out for a paper around 9 o'clock at night. And uh, I know it's rough down in this area anyway, but after that, I mean, you're afraid when anybody walks up to you, you know. Some guy walks up to you uh, like that one girl high and then blasts you. Well, what, what are you going to do? What do you think? It's dangerous. Will you be going out at night now? No, I'd be kind of afraid, really. In the 19 fucking 70s. In the 19 fucking 70s. Uh, let's see what this next one is. Uh, terrorizing, terrorizing a community. Oh, yeah, here's the cops coping. Yeah, let's go to this. This is a pretty good one. Uh, 624. And, like, you know, the, the, the police being baffled by an apparent lack of motive. 
right? Like, like you, nobody jumps to a racial crime, right? That's 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 part of the issue. Yeah, as if they don't realize that these are all fucking white people. They know exactly what the fuck the motive is. And look here, watch this fucking this fucking toad here, trying to fucking cope with the fact that his people are racially slaughtering whites. Hey, Night Nation, uh, am I fucking you up, bro? Let me know about your, your time slot, man. I, I'm trying to power through this. I'm really sorry, brother. If I need to end it, I will, though. I'll just, I'll just cut it short. I must have some identification You're also of welcome this to murder. If you, want. if you will take in mind that after each murder, a police car has been there within two and a half to three minutes at the longest. Yet they cannot get a clear description of the murder unless we can. Do you hear him? Do you see what the, you see? What I'm saying, like this nigger coping, acting as though he doesn't know what's going on. They have support from the community. The reason these cops can't find him is because it's niggers in nigger neighborhoods running into crowds of niggers, and niggers won't tell them who it is. All right? If the cops are in there within two minutes, I mean, how far are you really going to get into? I guess. Well, in retrospect, you can make some, you can probably get pretty far in it. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Like the community knew this shit was yep. going on. They knew it was going on, but it was only white people being killed, so they didn't care. And neither did these That's fucking right. police. Yeah, they're calling. They're they're saying they're, they're saying it's a it's a nigger when when he's running away just because you know they've seen niggers killing everybody, they, killing people already, and the dude looks like he's black when he's running. Like they're they're just assuming he's black because they should because he is. Catch them right in the act or so called. And police talk an ambio pinch. That's the way we'll solve these crimes. With the help, help from the course. public, absolutely. Okay, let's see what we got here. Yeah, here it is right here. This is what I really wanted to show you. So this is these fucking... As their people... And you know... uh. Well, we'll play this for a second, then I'll get into it. I have something I want to say about this, but let's just play it. The noon rally was sponsored by the Committee Against Racism, which claims the zebra stock. The fucking Committee Against Racism. Wow. Motherfuckers. The Committee Against Racism is marching to protect to protect niggers' feelers. As white people are being slaughtered, they're marching and bitching because the the police are are shaking down blacks and giving them their good nigger card. That's what this how is all Jews, about. Yeah, how many Jews do you think are involved in that fucking shit? I think we're about to see one front and center here, real quick. Stop and search operation is an attempt. The to nigger start a cries out in pain as he guns they the white it's man a move down, which will inspire fear of blacks and justify even more harassment of minorities. Look at these motherfuckers. They're bitching about harassment of minorities as white people are literally being gunned down and hacked up in the streets. And they're pissing and moaning because they have to answer a few fucking questions. The nigger cries out as he hacks you up. The nigger cries out as he shoots you. Well, don't assume any of these people with the white skin are white, eh? Holy fuck. Yeah, straight up. I mean, I'm sure a few of them are. I'm sure too, yeah, for sure. Wow. Look at this shit. Calling them fucking... Look, programs. the more things change, the more they stay the same, brother. Huh? Isn't that crazy, the man? The more Holy things change, smoke. the more they stay the fucking same. Oh, 
ridiculous. Very Look at that. Fucking oh schnoz, boy. Got him. Oh we got oh us my. one. We yeah. fucking got us one. Didn't take that fucking oh long, did it? Shut it down. Oh got us oh a boy. fucking yid. Right here, oh, front shit. and center. The first one to step in front of the camera. Fucking yid. It's clear that it's a racist attack, that people are being stopped and given ID. It's, it's goddamn right it's clear it's a racist attack. There's, there's fucking niggers gunning white people down by the dozens. This is just this has just been over like a month or so. Yeah. From this like November. Yeah. Trying to act as like the, the 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 law, you know. They're trying to they're trying to act and put pressure on on the on the law to buffer these niggers doing fucking murders, right? It's like don't investigate this shit. Don't make it about blacks. Don't 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 canvas areas and 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 uh, you know give good nigger cars to blacks, right? This is this you can't investigate this shit. Just allow yourselves to be killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some it's just some white people being killed, right? And arrested and uh, intimidated, and it's simply building up fear and building up the idea among white people that they need to be fearful of black people. Trying to build a base for us to uh, attack one another. They do, Jew bitch. Fine looking here it is, black power negro with her problem glasses and shitty afro. Uh, all right, I'm going to. Uh, Bring the other thing back up real quick and get back to reading the thing. Problem classes. <laughs> All right. So back to it. Where were we at? Um, where were we at here? Let me find this, and I'm just gonna power through the rest of this, guys, because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to fuck up Night Nation too much, man. I hate doing that. I hate going long like this. Maybe I need to start going earlier. I don't know, but I hate to running over the top of my boy like that. Uh, I promise this won't happen during the big show, Night Nation. I promise. Uh, by the way, guys, Night Nation's got a huge show coming up. Warren and Emily from uh, Modern Politics are going to go hang out with him on that show. Oh, Giant wow. show. Huge congratulations to him. Uh, love Warren. Absolutely. That's uh, crazy. So, yeah, That's a crazy, yeah. Giant show. Nice. Good job, brother. Uh, okay. All right, so... Uh, witnesses to the 32 caliber killings. This is what they were calling them at the time uh, in public, right? The Z, uh, the Z thing came out later when some information got leaked, and they call it, started calling it the zebra killings. Um, uh, they describe more than one type of automobile as a getaway car, simply being in the vicinity of the crimes. But the one most frequently mentioned was a light-colored four-door Dodge Dart, driving in their squad cars near Moynihan and Hostler crime scenes several hours later. Guilford and Sanders spotted a car matching the description and followed it. The driver led detectives on a merry chase to the neighborhood, uh, winding through alleries, and finally shook them. Whoever the driver was seemed to know the neighborhood better than the police and got away. Uh, one of the cops said, I'd driven there countless times, so it, was, it wasn't like I'd never seen it before, but that night it stood out to me. I noted the building and noted that it was in the vicinity of the shootings and the backside faced the alleys where we had lost the car. Uh, that was the detectives describing the black self-help moving a storage company after finding out it belonged to the Nation of Islam. Uh, two days later, on the morning of Christmas Eve, a bag containing multiple corpses was delivered on the beach in San Francisco's Sunset District. It was thought... Oh, I'm sorry, not multiple. A mutilated corpse, excuse me. A bag containing a mutilated corpse, not multiple corpses, uh, was discovered on the beach in San Francisco's Sunset District. It was thought to be a young man between the ages of 20 and 30, but it was castrated, and the head and the hands and the feet were Good hacked boy. off. 
The legs were trussed up against the head and chest with wire. With grim humor, the SFPD cops nicknamed their discovery the Christmas Turkey. Investigators could not identify the victim because it had no fingers or teeth. To this day, it's still unidentified body number 169. Uh, no bullet wounds or anything else to connect the case to the 30, 32 caliber killings, but it reminded investigators of something else black detective Prentice Sanders recalled of those two who saw Quinta Hay couldn't look at this body without making the connection. All right, so that's the lady from the first killing. They said it was hacked up in a very, very similar way. It wasn't just the kind of wounds. It was the way in which they were inflicted, they said. Uh... Once again, uh, that evening, they followed the Dodge Dart. Uh, this time, it slowed down and stopped. The driver was a tall, thin, uh, black man, about 20 years old, and identified himself as Larry Green. Uh, he lived on Grove Street and was employed by the Black Self-Help Moving Company uh, and belonged to the Nation of Islam. Uh, he was... Um, like condescending, they say condescendingly cooperative. Uh, yes, so, no, so, yes, sir, no, sir, absolutely, sir, uh, to everything. Uh, but he was acting super sketchy, and they thought he was, uh, they thought he was the guy, right? Uh, the cop was quoted as it was, this is a quote from the cop. Uh, Officer Sanders says, it was his look, his manner, and everything. It was in the air. You could smell it on him. Uh, just how guilty he was, right? Uh, so this is when they ended up uh, catching him. Uh, this is Larry Green. He was born in Berkeley in 1953 uh, from a middle-class family. His dad was a university professor, uh, or no, uh, had a good job at the university. Uh, doesn't really say what he did. Uh, university of California. Uh, his mom, his, still had his mother. Mother and father were still together. He did well in school, went to community college. Uh... But when he joined the Nation of Islam, he dropped out and quit his job because he didn't want to go to a white-owned school or work for a white-owned company. Uh, he started attending uh, Temple Number 26 and started working Sounds for... Sounds like Kanye. Yeah, started attending the Nation of Islam, Temple 26, and worked for the Black, Hel Black Self-Help uh, Company. Um, uh... Just goes so, to show it doesn't matter if they're poor or not, right? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the socioeconomics have nothing to do with this. Uh, when entering the Nation of Islam, he learned the Catechism of 14 Lessons, and they studied and memorized it daily. Uh, the particular noteworthy one that attracted uh, Larry Craig Green was the 10th lesson, which speaks of the Muslim's duty to murder the devil. And it is, Muhammad learned that he could not reform the devil, so they had to be murdered. All Muslims will murder the devil. They know he is a snake, and also, I'm sorry. They will murder the devil because they know he is a snake, and also, if he be allowed to live, he would sting someone else. Each Muslim is required to bring four devils, right? That goes back to them having to kill four uh, white children. Uh, Nation of Islam referred to whites as the devils in the scripture. Uh, I think that is the rest of this shit is just about them individually. 
So yeah, this is all. All these notes I have here are just uh, things about them. So here we go. Now it kicks back up. Um, this is just a bunch of notes I have about like their actual uh, them, like their life stories and shit, right? Uh, okay. So here we go. Um, all right, so this is now they've picked up this second guy. Well, there's right four of them. Time. There's four of them. Yeah, there's Larry Green. There is, um, fuck, who was the first guy we talked about? Cooks. Yeah, JC Cooks or whatever the fuck his name is. Or not, it wasn't his name, was it? It's, uh, so there's who we got here, Larry Green. There is uh, Jesse Cooks. If yeah, JC Cooks. It is. Yeah. Anyways, we got Green Cooks, and then we have. Let me get back down here to where we are. Uh, JC Simon. There we go. We got Green Cooks, Simon, and uh, who's the other one? Green Cooks, J.C. Simon, and there's one other one. I can't find his name here. Harris. Something Harris is his last name. <clears throat> right. But, uh, okay, here we go. Okay, yeah. Got a job in California. Blam, 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 blam. One of the games so far J.C. Simon. Okay, so following events, Christmas Eve, they discovered <clears throat> body 169. Larry Green, killings left for five weeks. It's deadly related to heavy snowfall. Okay, so there was a lull in killings for the five weeks. Uh, they said it was related to heavy snowfall, the worst cold wave in 20 years. Uh, all right, here we go. A police shooting on January 25th sparks more killings. An officer stopped a Nation of Islam member driving a van, and an argument ensued, and three blacks got out of the van. A scuffle broke out, and the police shot one of the blacks in the spine, paralyzing him from life. Word spread quickly in the Bay Town or the Bay Area, and Nation of Islam congregations or congregations uh, held a public meeting. Well over 2,000 people showed up, half of whom were Nation of Islam members. Also in audience were Larry Green, Anthony Harris, and Manuel Moore. There's the other one. Uh... That evening, the four men met along with another identified man at Simon's apartment. Among the proposals for avenging the paralyzed man were dynamiting a school bus full of white children and shooting an airliner with a high-powered rifle as it took off. According to Anthony Harris, he objected that such actions may kill Muslims or blacks as well as whites. Simon flew into a rage, complaining that Harris was, criti was critical of every plan for dealing with the blue-eyed devils. He's saying he was a, an optics cook, right? This is a nigger optics cook. And ordering and ordered him to leave the apartment. Uh, the following afternoon, January 28th, J.C. Simon and Manuel Moore are known to have driven to the East Bay, possibly to confer with members of Oakland's Nation of Islam Temple. Uh, they drove back to San Francisco around 4.30 and went to the Black Self-Help moving company as Anthony Harris was preparing to leave in search of Larry Green. 
an occasional drug user. Harris had taken a couple reds, barbiturates. Uh, I guess there's some barbiturate called, called reds. And he was feeling woozy. Simon offered him a ride. Car was a black Cadillac uh, owned by a self-help company. Uh, the trio set off with Simon driving more in the passenger seat and Harris in the rear. The first stop they headed to was a temple. Residence for the young man. Uh, da, da, da. While Harris went inside, Simon walked to Gary Boulevard where he shot 32-year-old Tana Smith dead as she waited at his bus stop. So as they stopped by the, uh, the Nation of Islam temple, this one nigger just go and walks down the street and kills somebody real quick. Just, you know, had to make a little pit stop, right? A little side quest. Uh, not finding Larry Green, Harris popped two more reds and got back in the car. Simon offered him another ride. The Cadillac headed south about six blocks where he had shot Tanya Smith. He spotted another six, six, shot, six blocks from where he shot Tanya Smith. He spotted 69-year-old Vincent Wolin walking home and shot him dead as well, driving off. Uh, they headed east uh, to a downtown south of Market Street and found a third victim across the street from a gas station, 84-year-old John Bamick. Simon stopped the car, ran across the street, and shot Bamick twice in the back of the head. Although one of the bullets pierced his heart, he somehow managed to turn around and grab onto the assailant. After a few moments of struggle, he dropped dead to the pavement. The car then headed south to a mixed-race neighborhood around Silver Avenue. A laundromat stood at the corner of Brussels Street. Several customers were present, but only one was white. 45-year-old Jane Holly. This time, Manuel Moore was the trigger man. Bursting in, he shot Holly in the back then leaving without a word. Witnesses saw him running around the corner and getting into a white Cadillac. Anthony Harris in the back seat, still high on drugs, remembered the car going airborne as it sped away, slamming his head against the roof. Just a mile and a half away. One second. One second, guys. One second. Jesse Jackson, that grifting fuck. Yeah, that's that race hustler nigger Jesse Jackson. Or just another toad that looks just like him. I can't really he looks tell. just like him. Yeah, yeah, holy I can't shit. Really tell. Uh... So just a mile and a half away. Remember, this is all in the same day. These five people, four or five people we just talked about being killed, all in the same day. Just a mile and a half away, Roxanne McMillan, moving her belongings into her new apartment. Uh, a black man approached her and said hi. When she said hi, black, and started up the stairs. Two bullets struck her from behind, leaving her paralyzed. She was the fifth victim of this evening and the only one that survived. Uh, there was one more incident later that night across the bay in Elmerville. It was 1 o'clock in the morning on January 29th, several hours after the last shooting in San Francisco. A 26-year-old Thomas Bates was hitchhiking beside an on-ramp leading to the Bay Area Bridge. Bates saw two black men pull up in a Cadillac, one rolled down the window, and fired three shots at him before the car disappeared across the bridge. As previously noted, Simone Moore was known to be, or Simone and Moore, excuse me, were known to be have been in the East Bay area the previous afternoon, so it's likely they were responsible for this shooting as well. Uh, the next morning, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yep, here's another one, all right. And then on uh, a couple weeks later, or actually a couple months later, uh, on April 1st, 19-year-old Thomas Rainwater and 21-year-old Linda Story, cadets at the Salvation Army School Officer Training in, uh, School for Officer Training in San Francisco, were strolling down Gary Boulevard as a couple approached the corner of Webster Street. A man emerged and walked past them. 
He then stopped and drew a gun and fired bullets into Rainwater's back at nearly point-blank range. Pivoting toward Linda, who was already running, he fired three more shots, hitting her twice. She survived, but Rainwater died. There were plenty of witnesses, as well as two plainclothes officers just across the street. A, a patrol car was cruising only a block away, and her killer had fled the opposite direction. He would have run right into it. As it happens, he ran into a nearby apartment complex and disappeared, leaving no trace but the usual 30, 32 caliber shells. How in the fuck? That's one of them things, man. It's, it's, that's when this shit starts to get kind of tinfoil hat-ish. You know what I mean? Like, how yep. in the fuck are plainclothes fucking police officers right across the street and they don't catch this nigger? Get the fuck that's out crazy. of here, man. That's nonsense. Get the fuck out of here. Uh... 13 days later, on Easter Sunday, April 14, 1974, 18-year-old Ward Anderson and 15-year-old Terry White waiting for a bus on the corner of Hayes and Fillmore. A black man turned the corner onto Fillmore, walking up rapidly, asked, one, asked Anderson for a cigarette, uh, then suddenly turned around and fired two bullets, in and, two bullets at Anderson. Terry White turned around at the sound of the shots, and the man approached him and fired three more times. From the sound, Terry thought it was just an air gun. The man had ran down a block to Grove Street and disappeared. Ward Anderson cried out that he had been shot. Terry doubted this but decided to run for help just in case. Soon he felt blood dripping from his own arm and side. He sank down in the street and onlookers began to arrive. Paramedics appeared. Both men survived. Two days later, 23-year-old Nelson Shields was helping a friend pick up a rug in the city's Ingleside neighborhood around 9.30 p.m., as he arranged the contents of his station wagon to make more room, three shots struck him from behind. Nelson Shields was the 15th zebra fatality. Once again, investigators found 32 caliber shell casings and the usual vague description of a nigger running away. Uh, let's see. I think... That's it. Yeah, they ended up doing a $30,000 reward that led to no, uh, no, no leads, right? No, nothing came of that. Uh, on April 20th, volunteer agencies. Okay. Surprising that money didn't smoke one of them out, you I know? know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all of them. I think that's the last uh, murder that I have here. The rest of this stuff is just about all the other stuff that happened around it. There's sentencing and all that shit, and we don't really have time to go over all that. So, uh, yeah. The way they, the way they finally got given up, um. Like how did how did they get arrested? Like how did yeah, they got so they they finally got arrested because um uh Anthony Harris right so Anthony Harris that's the one I was talking about saw this sketch yeah. right here this sketch ended up coming out let me get it pulled up here this sketch this rudimentary police sketch came out and I'm not sure which one he thought he was but this sketch right here is what caused Anthony Harris to turn himself in. When this sketch came out, Anthony Harris freaked out, turned himself into, into the police, and, and spilled the beans about everything. Uh, and so 
they got snitched on, right? Their their buddies uh, snitched on them. Anthony Harris saw the uh, police sketch and freaked out and uh, turned himself in and ratted on everybody. What a retard. Those are terrible sketches. Yeah, and they're super, like, vague, right? They're super yeah. fucking vague. That's what everybody, like, all the podcasts and shit I listen to while, uh, you know, studying up for this, um, they all said that. Like, what a stupid fucking nigger, right? Like, why would you do that? It was, you know what I mean? It was done. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. you, you got, nobody knew who the fuck y'all were. Y'all were, y'all were, sa- y'all were smooth sailing. And you fucking ratted on yourself over this shitty drawing. Like, it's super shitty. Like it, Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, just a dumb nigger doing a dumb nigger thing. That uh, gives me a little bit. I, I, get, I get, my radar goes off around a lot of this. Yeah, you dude. Know Man, yeah. especially when they're saying shit like, oh, there was a police there every time within two minutes, but we just couldn't catch these niggers. Like, yep. man, there are some hardcore... Like, I just hear tinfoil crinkling in my head the whole fucking time. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would like to get into this more, man. I'd like to look into it more, maybe continue this and, and dig into it a little bit more because this is just a real quick overview of it. Uh, we could literally spend three hours just on the zebra killings. It's, there's that yeah. much to it. So uh, yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. I think like, understanding like um, more about the political climate at the time and what exactly was going on around that time specifically... What what this was over the course of a summer? Uh yeah, seventy three, seventy four. Basically the course of one year, seventy three and seventy four. Uh very, so very interesting stuff, man. Real quick before we get out of here, I want to read off the uh dead, wounded, and, and and all that shit. So uh the dead are Quita Hague, Francis Rose Quita Hague, age twenty eight, Francis Rose, age twenty eight, Salim Aracat, age fifty three, Paul Danik, age twenty six. Marietta DiGomorillo, age 31. Eralo Bertusi, age 81. Neil Moynihan, age 19. Mildred Hostler, age 50. And the unified, unidentified John Doe. Those were the deceased in 1973. In 1974, they killed Tanya Smith, age 32. Vincent Wolin, age 69. John Bambick, age 84. Jane Holly, age 45. Thomas Rainwater, age 19. And Nelson Shields, age 23 the wounded were richard haig uh age 30 robert stokeman age 26 art agnos age 36 angelina roselli age 20 thomas bates oh, i'm sorry that's the injured or the wounded in 19 or 1973 in 1974 we have thomas bates age 26 roxanne mcmillan age 23 linda story age 21 ward anderson age 18 and Terry White, age 15. Um, uh, so um, it says, this is the quote we're going to go out on right here. Some authorities believe the death angels are the perpetrators, or some authorities believe that the death angels, as the perpetrators called themselves, may, be, may have been linked to as many as 73 victims since 1970. Criminology professor, professor Anthony Walsh says that the San Francisco-based Death Angels may have killed more people in the early to mid-1970s than all other serial killers operating during that period combined. These niggers were literally the most deadly serial killers in the 70s. And nobody's fucking ever animals. heard of them. And nobody's ever fucking heard of them. The motherfucking zebra killers. There you have it, family. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I uh, hope that was something y'all had never heard of. I hope that was something that was interesting for you. But I do have to wrap this up and get out of here for Night Nation. Night Nation, if you're listening, brother, I'm really sorry. I hope I didn't fuck you over too much. I'll, I'll try to not do this. 
Uh, I, I don't mean to go over time like that. I really apologize. But, guys, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all very much. Holy shit, guys. I am very sorry. Let me look at this real quick. Finkelstein, thank you very much. We'll play that on the way out of here. Uh, Jack Handy, he says, this is around the time of the Phoenix program. Yes, exactly. Uh, 100%, brother. 100%. Um, exactly. Uh, the Zebra Killings thing sounds like an American version of the Phoenix program. Also, 1974 is very glowy. SLA group killed that Patty Hearst. Yep. 100%. Yep. That uh, Symbian Liberation Army or whatever it was. I do remember that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, MK Ultra, for to put generic terms on it, MK Ultra American Gladio uh, leanings here for sure. Uh, all right, let's play this thing from Fink and get the fuck on out of here, guys. Let's play this from Fink. And this will be how we get out of here. Thank you very much, Fink. I can't, uh, I can't not play this when he does something like that. That would be very good. All right, here we go. Hello, guy. Music action. Hell yeah. I love Yo, kid. Pretty good. <laughs> just walked in. I just walked in. What's the problem? Thank you, hand in hand. Yeah, guys, go jam out and check out well, Night Nation for sure. I think Gary Busey's outside in the woods. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Well, there's something out there. I'm not going out there. I'm scared to go to the fucking house. God damn it. This is your job. I want you to go out there. I want you to get Gary Busey. He's out there. I got your six. I'm going to let you roll a little bit ahead. I don't have visual coverage, so you're going to be on your own. Can you do that? Can, can, what does that mean? Get out there. Go find Gary Busey. Can you do that? Everyone's protesting. You're not going to do it. That's fine. That's fine. All right, we got everything locked up. Oh boy. Anyway, I'll just I'll start a new family. I'm scared to go up there. No fucking way. You know how fucking weird it sounds if I call mommy and tell her to come down to walk with me? It's like a faggot. I gotta go out there. <laughs> you can stay here. I'll do it. You know what? Like everything else in life, you want something done? The white man's gonna do it himself. Gotta do it your fucking self, buddy. Kitties. That's it. This is how it is. Fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Let me just check the cameras. Jesus Christ.
He's retarded, for Christ's sakes. Do you know who I blame for this? Are we a predator? And Goys, this is a uh, post-wrap-up for uh, Fino Labs. Fink, are we predator right now? Are we identifying with predator right now? Like either it was Nick Nolte or him, some kind of demon. The kitty's acting weird. Like, what's going on with you? Why are you so? Why are you acting crazy? But tell mommy about this. You think I'm fucking insane? Yes, we are identifying the predators. I can dig it. Point of the spinner. Be very careful what you put in your head. And that's not me talking, although I can I can vouch. That's King Henry VIII. Very famous, disgusting degenerate. Someone's degenerate shit. You said they'd be careful what you put in your head because you can't get it out. It rattles around like a bullet. Well. More like a 22, I mean, like a regular bullet, like a 5.56, probably come out of your head. For sure, a Grendel round would, like a 6.65, 7.62, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck you, Wawa, Mexican butt dog, god damn it. Start over. Very good shit, uh, Fink. Uh, so, just a uh, question, uh, Fink. What's your favorite round? Uh, I think that the the seven six two, the AK. What is it? Seven six two by five six or whatever it is. I think that is a brutal round, and it is amazing. There's also some some newer rounds that I'm just becoming familiar with, like NATO rounds and shit like that. But what, what's your favorite uh, round? Just talking, right? Just in general, not like no Fed posty shit. What's your favorite round, Fink, or chat? I don't take okay. nine nations on. What's up, uh, Akila? That, that, that 308 is a nice round. 308 yeah, Lapua. That's a killer. That Lapua 308 and the 330 of Lapua, yeah. You know one of my funnest guns, the funnest guns to shoot. There it is, Night Nation. Now, Night Nation's live. All right, let's pin that one. Not my stupid one that I pin. Pin that. All right, guys. Now, my boy, Night Nation's live. You didn't have to do the dollar. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, go give Night Nation a. Uh, of uh, a watch you should all be following him by now for sure go over there and watch the show tonight guys uh brother akila what do you guys say on the way out of here brother well that's john fashcroft at his best ladies and gentlemen yeah he did you you guys the satanism show the other day just killed it so that second half was just more of the same well done buddy it's always great to have you have you see uh, to to be around while you're killing it like that um and that's about it i'll spare everybody my general uh statements you know uh national socialist fitness club uh, get out there lift some weights do the do all that stuff i usually tell you guys go watch night nation yeah and follow uh the national socialist uh fitness club channel on telegram as well uh yeah. carbon fiber thank you very much he says a flak 88 uh I don't know if that's around yeah. or if you're just uh, saying flack it. Thank you very much for the, the donation there. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. I'm not going to uh, hold y'all up too much longer. I've done enough uh, jamming up Night Nation tonight. Guys, thank you all very, very much for being here. Thank you all very, very much for all the donation love. And, and thank you for uh, all y'all hanging out. We had a huge crowd here tonight. We had some other big shows on, and I really appreciate all y'all sharing your time with me, man. 
As always, guys, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. One people, one struggle. God bless y'all, family. Good night. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Keep your eyes.